recording. Ha! Greetings, Jeff. Greetings! And are we, are we gotta hit the button. Yeah, okay, hit the button. Hit the button. I no pressed, hit the button. I've pressed the button. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. That means we've started the episode. The fun has begun. The fun has begun. It is episode 176. Oh, we're past 175. Wow. We are, yes. Ooh, we're the next we number are. after that. Yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. That's impressive. Uh, did you see? So apparently Madonna put some risque photos on Instagram and apparently, like, there's a whole bunch of Gen, Gen Z people being like, put your clothes back on. Well, then Instagram, I think they... Either they blurred the nipples or they... Did they? Edited it. I'm not sure. Speaking oh, of blurred okay. nipples... Hi, Ivan. Hi, Ivan. He's muted. I'm, I'm blurred nipples. <laughs> blurred nipples. If we're, we've wow. already got our episode title this week. Maybe. Uh, I guess I guess 50 Cent went after her, too, about this. But, like, seriously, it's like... Let's let's traumatize Gen Z a little bit more. Let's like show them that sex book Madonna wrote in the is, ni- created in the nineties. Isn't she like she's in her sixties, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she, they said she's like sixty three. I mean, I, I get it. Does I that guess. make it's her like, a gilf? I guess. Yeah, I guess it does, doesn't it? Madonna the gilf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. I, you know, I hadn't thought about it that hmm. way. Um, I'm getting old. Yeah, we're all getting old. Well, it's like I just think it'd be funny because it's like, okay, have you seen this thing called "Sex" by Madonna, as in this book? And I think we should give it to all these Gen Z people and watch them like their heads explode because it's like, you know, remember that that book was just so stretching the boundaries. Now it's I like I still don't understand yeah. what the one. Yeah. I still don't understand what the one picture was. I can't remember if, if she's in it with Big Daddy Kane or if it's just her. And then there's like a dog laying like what? on its back up like on its back just laying there. And it's like what's with the dog? It's all it's, it's like, all for um it's all for it's all for shock value. Well, and, and mean, that's what yeah, Madonna was but... all about. Yeah. Madonna was all about stretching the boundaries, shock value, seeing how far she could push the limits of, you know, what she could do. That she's always been like that. She's a chameleon where she changes as often, you know, as she did in her career. That's and now she's got a British there. accent. Well, well, yeah. Well, because she's yeah, lived well, in Britain for like two years. No, it's longer than two. It's been a lot longer than two. It's been a lot longer than that. I mean, you know. But I do agree with you. Well, it's just like what happened with with, uh, Tina Turner. She ended up going there, and now she's got a British accent, too. Does she really? Yes, she does. How could you? See, that seems so strange. It's like, okay, so I moved to a country, and suddenly I... That would be like if I started living in New York, and suddenly I started talking like a New Yorker. That's right. insane. <laughs> well, it, it, There's it, no way that would happen. I mean, well, I guess But it, it does. Could. It does. Through because, osmosis or whatever. Well, I don't know if it's osmosis as it's just being in... Speaking the language, I guess, the law of the land or... Yeah, you, you pretty much you pick it up. It's just like how a lot of people who want to learn Spanish and they watch the... The telenovelas. The telenovelas. 
you know, they, they watch the stories and then they end up picking up their, uh, their language, you know, the Spanish language and believe it, believe it or not, it does work. Mm. It does work. Cause I did it. My biggest my, complaint, my well, biggest because, complaint about those channels is, is that, you know, when you go to the English channels, you can hit the button and it'll all go into Spanish. So you can learn, like, if you're watching English programming, you can learn, like the Spanish people can learn English programming. Because they'll have the subtitles in, in Spanish, or yes. they'll change it over to Spanish. My complaint is, What's that? when when I go to like Telemundo, uh-huh. and I want to know what the hell's going on, there ain't no button that changes all that to English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Telemundo is like tough love, motherfucker. You got to yeah, learn seriously. Language. Well, not just, it's not just Telemundo. It's like the, <laughs> I, I, like all Spanish programming is like that. It's like it's like. <laughs> <Yeah. 10. laughs> It's like you're watching some. You're watching some of it sometimes, and you're literally like, "What the hell is going on?" I really want to know. It's like I don't understand up Spanish, it's, and, especially all the sexy stuff. You know, right? Well, or like, what was the name of the? There was the one talk show host lady who like was like, like the big talk show host from like Christina. Is that the one who it was? Where yeah, that was Christina. Like, the stuff that you would pass by, like just seeing pass by, it's like she made like Maury Povich, Jerry, Jerry Springer, all those guys like combined look like a joke. Because like you'd see stuff, and it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Oh it's yeah, like, well, like, the pe- yeah, because they don't have the hangups where they film that. Like everybody's got their hangups here. Uh, you know, British television is the same way. German television is the same way. Uh, you know, television around the rest of the world. Okay, like it was like when we used to have Benny Hill imported. Uh-huh. You know, from uh, from you know to PBS, and then you see all the edits where they cut all this stuff up because they took all, so much of it out, and then. Years later, now you watch Benny Hill on uncut DVD, and you're like, "Oh, so that's what they meant by that?" Because uh. most of the most of the jokes and most of the the in stuff was cut out, or the nudity, or the breast shots, or the ass shots, and all the stuff that they did in Britain. Which so still to them, too that's risque, a- even for late night broadcast television. Right, so you know, uh, you know, Japanese yeah. television is notorious for all matter of things, as far as what they show. Yeah, they're, on their they're a bunch of perverts over there in Japan. Oh yeah, are you kidding? I mean, you know, when you can have a commercial of hundreds of babies all farting in the water, <laughs> and Sorry. you know, they're, they're advertising awesome. they're advertising bath soap, and you're just like, That's oh, great. okay, That's great. What the- <laughs> What's the truth? I mean, I'm just. <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> we need to get off our prudish, like, um, Puritan asses and be done with this shit. <laughs> hey, can you, can, well, well, you know, well, the only ones that'll never get it are the, uh, are the, uh, are the, are the Amish because, you know, they have no electricity, you know. Yeah, no. The Amish. They'll never get the any of it. <laughs> the Amish. Amish. The Amish. Amish, Amish. I don't know. The Amish Amish blurred the nipples. Amish blurred the Amish nipple. Yeah, well, that's, uh, yeah. I love that song. Blurred the Amish nipple. Oh, God. Won't you watch it in the air? Look at the blindfold titties. They're flying everywhere. Look at the Thank you, Ivan. Well, so, how are you doing? As the tippies go on wide. And of course, they're so hard. You'll be really also blind. Okay, never mind. I I I don't know. I, we didn't need to go that far, but okay. 
Um, well, everybody else goes this far in this fucking show, but you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. We we know where there's an edge, and it's like that's the problem. Is it's like we know just where. Uh, well, the, the fun has just begun, though. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I I've never known that in all the time I've been entertaining and all this other stuff. <laughs> what me, me boundaries? Nah. <laughs> Yeah, you never got part, I, I mean, my, my, come on, a man who's not for his parties and bullshit. Come on. Yeah, you never got pulled into an office about FCC possible FCC violations. Oh, so oh, don't... Oh, 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 I never got pulled in. <laughs> That's a joke, man. <laughs> Some of us wanted to keep a career in radio for a while. <laughs> This this coming from the person who snored on the air and could have lost my job. <laughs> Snoring's and, not the same. Snoring's not the same as yelling. <laughs> not the same as yelling. God damn it! In the middle of a thirty thousand watt FM. Well, well, let me see. Uh, let me see. I I I, I blew a fire at Alpha Rock one hundred six back in the eighties. That was kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> to the see, I never understood. See, that's where I always laugh. Is is it's like. Okay, you farted on the radio. And it's like some people are like, oh, that's disgusting. So what? That's not nearly as bad as some of the other things that can be done on a radio. But Well, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but then, you know, pretty much like television is, you know, terrestrial television is dying and, and terrestrial radio is kind of, you know, pretty much in the shitter now. Uh, and, you know, with everything that's happening around us now with no boundaries – on any of it, and of course, now even the what used to be no man's land now is like, well, they're all trying to play catch up, and that's never going to happen, you know. I, you know, here's the thing about terrestrial radio. It's like I keep sitting there and saying, testicle radio. Well, here's the thing with terrestrial. You okay. know, I keep hearing people say like, it's dead, it's gonna die, and and the thing is, I've been hearing that now for about. 20, 30 years, and it's not dead yet. I mean, well, well, it, people, it's still... people still need local news. Yeah, well, not, not, well, hold on a second, but we're not just talking about... Okay. That's why WBBM is the highest rated program on Chicago radio, because it's news. Yeah. Um, right, but, but, but there are a lot of... Ch I mean, okay, but outside of that, it's like, okay, I mean, I get, like, the sports radio stuff is localized and that kind of stuff, but, like, the music well, channel is still. I mean, yeah, I'm Light FM is raking still... in the bucks this year, right. this month. I, I well, of course, like... you know that's that's their cash cow. Yeah. Is what happens with that is their Christmas stuff. That's their cash cow. Of course, that's yeah. Gonna... Well, are they the I... only Chicago radio station doing that? I have yes. no idea. I don't know if it's well, ninety nine point one of, or one of the other ones. In terms of twenty four seven, yes, I know that some of them will start to add in to their yeah. to their rotations and stuff and they may be they may have already started it is an interesting question like why have it why hasn't someone sat there and said hey you know what competition let, let's let's do another station in town that does it 24 7 and and the only thing i can think only only, pro only problem with that is there are only so many in rotation uh christmas tunes you can play unless you jump out of the trend and include all of the stuff that we find play. find a better playlist and yeah. do some more cash giveaways. I don't know. Well, or or take it a step further. 
um, find a, um, you know, you know, your rates are lower than, than light FM. You know, well, I mean, that, that could yeah, be lower advertising that, rates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Lower advertising rates. Okay. Now, how do you, how do you get the attention of the people who want to do this type of radio 24 seven Christmas? I mean, you know, that would drive anybody bonkers and sit there trying to do so many Christmas. Tunes. Okay. Let's just say if they did the regular Christmas format, okay. That, that, that mm. every motherfucking person has already heard forever. And then, Season in some of the stuff that we used to do over at Weave, you know, the Christmas tunes you've never heard, you know, the totally politically incorrect ones, the 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 weird ones, the strange ones, the ones you're like, how the fuck did they ever record that? You know. See, now that would be interesting. That would be interesting if they ever did that. Like, if they legitimately did crazy formats. Like, there's the... Who's is it? Run DMC who does the rap one? That's absolutely hysterically crazy funny. Well, that's yes. the the early one from the eighties. Yeah, right. That one. Went, yeah, Christmas da, and Hollis. Da, yeah, da, yeah, that that one. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Right. I think there's an Easy E one too, like a uh, like a Christmas Easy E song or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean that stuff never gets that never gets played. There are that stuff millions really gets played. There are millions of Christmas records, you know, mm-hmm. that were produced, you know, since the advent of Christmas records. Okay. I mean, what if you did like a Demento Christmas Hour in the Late Night or something like that? Like, there, yeah, I mean, that would be that would be good. There is an actual, uh, there is an actual documentary. It's made by this a friend of mine. His name is Dave, mm. and he. Hi, Dave. He go, Shout he out goes, to Dave. He goes. Dave. He goes out to, you know, makes this documentary about how he got started being the probably one of the few collectors of records that does strictly Christmas records. Mm. I performed with him and some of the stuff he's pulled out astonishes me. Okay, and I'm just Mm -hmm. like and I thought I thought I had probably one of the most eclectic Christmas uh, catalogs in, you know, at Moonsoul Music. You know, it's just like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we used to we we played it every year, you know, when almost every year when we were together at the radio station. So, I mean, you know, uh, I fell out of a Christmas tree by Rita Fay. Uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. By yeah, that's Spike Jones. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's uh, is that not considered mainstream anymore? Is, is the Spike no. Jones well, it's really? well, it's in the novelty, but it's not the one you're going to hear like every two hours on Light FM. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. Oh, you know, Santa, how come your eyes are blue when last year they were green yeah, by yeah. Louis mm-hmm. Prima? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're never going to hear that on light. Well, you know, yeah. You know. Is that song? Well, as it is, I kind of laugh because there's stuff that you don't hear on light as it is that it's like there are some groups that have like done like legitimate Christmas music in the last 40 years. And it's like you don't you only hear certain ones certain groups and certain people where they've done it. And, and that's why I kind of laugh. It's like, this is why I always make fun of the Whamageddon thing is it's like, it's one of the better Christmas songs. And yet it's not nearly on a high enough burn rotation for anybody to really get hit on the Whamageddon thing. Well, it's just true. not. No, it's it just isn't. Not. Where no, is it, it isn't. I mean, uh, do you ever hear, uh, I mean, do you know, do they think it's Christmas? I mean, that whole thing, with that many no, years, yeah. do they know I mean, it's Christmas? Yeah, the the was that Live Aid or no? It's Band Aid. 
Band-Aid. Yeah. And, yeah, do you hear that now? No, not really. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but not, yeah, but not here or there, but not like they should. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and that's – see, that's what I mean. It's like this, the weird part about Christmas music is some of the better Christmas music from in the last 40 years doesn't get played nearly enough, and yet with, the, with one exception. With one exception. And oh, we all good. know what that exception is. Oh, yeah, Mariah Carey. Yeah. Somebody actually came up to me uh, when I was doing my gig on Friday night and paid me a 20 spot and says, all I want for Christmas is you from Mariah Carey. All right. This while I'm playing Spanish music. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Well, turn on the radio and wait 10 minutes. Yeah, and I'm just like turn looking at And I told her and I says, well, I'll give you some Christmas music. But unfortunately, that particular song was never pressed. So no, I don't. No, I don't think they've ever put that to vinyl because it was out in '94. Yeah. Mm. So that would not be in the. They were. They're making a little bit of vinyl, but I don't think they've. You know what's really surprising? I'm surprised that nobody's tried to re, tried to remix that song, considering how popular she. I think she remixed it for a second Christmas album. Did she really with somebody else? Like a. I don't know if it was a collaboration or whatever, but she did do a, a remix. I think. Did you hear? Hey, did you guys hear this? I can't remember the guy's name, the DJ who it is. Did you hear this guy who's done this collaboration? It's between, he did, um, with Phil Collins, it's, uh, whatchamacallit, In the Air Tonight, and he mixes it with, do you remember the, you remember the time by Michael Jackson? Hmm. Oh, it's badass. Well, it's good. It, it, it's, it's it's good it's, in a good way, not not bad in a good way, like right. Enter Sandman no, oh, meets oh. Uh, Hip to be Square by Huey Lewis. Oh, I gotta find that. I gotta find that. I love that. I gotta find that. That that's hysterical. Yeah. I gotta find that. Um, it's oh, just it's I, it's Enter Sandman, but it's the same cadence and melodies as uh, Hip to be Square. It's hilarious. It's kind of they almost kind of turn it into a, <laughs> a different song by just basically taking the riffs from the two songs mm-hmm. and it, it's pretty cool. I mean, hmm. the, the guy does it's, I was like, okay, I'm with this. This is good. You could, this is a good mix. I like this. Um, well, well it, it was just like a group in Canada called slingshot and they mixed Billy Jean and do it again by Steely Dan together in one song, which I hmm. play that out quite a bit. And it, it brings people to the Here, floor. I'll find, so, yeah. I'll let me, let me find it because I, I actually I'll, I'll send it to you guys in the back. Chat. Have you been whamming uh, getting some of your Facebook friends, Jeff? I have. <laughs> I have. I know I've been, I've been getting a lot of crap about it. Um, that, it's, that, it's from a guy. That, it's from a guy named Sick Kick by the name that says, and it's called "I Can Feel It." Um, okay, that's okay. fair enough. I'll. Uh, hold on a second. I'm trying to. By the way, guys, how am I sounding tonight? You sound you great. Sound good. You sound good. Great. Wonderful. Um, I'm running through. Guys. I'm actually running through the board now, and I actually. I'll send you guys this back chat. Send you guys just back says... to the board. It's great. Yeah, put it in the group chat. I'll well, listen to it later. And then we can also listen later on to the J Nuts Snowman, Snowman, Sweet Potato Nose. Or say, uh, say what? Or we could listen to J, the J Nuts with Snowman, Sweet Potato Nose. Sweet potato nose. You, you you think I'm kidding, right? No, I'm not. I don't think you're kidding at all. That's the, <laughs> that, that's the part that scares me. Okay, well, um, do, can can I can I be allowed to play a dab of it or no? Uh, 
We're not, well, our video's not monetized anyway, so I'm going to give us a few seconds of it. Here we go. Coming at you. Here are the J-Nuts and (laughs) Snowman, Snowman, Sweet Potato Nose. This on (laughs) A-Track. Sounds like the monkeys. Sounds like Monty Python. Oh, good lord. Mm. Okay, that's okay. enough, Ivan. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's really That's a little too, sounds too much like every other song from that era. It's a little, oh. little cookie cutter. Yeah, I know. Not only that, that's actually uh, that's actually done on the original uh, Sally Go Round the Roses bed. They just took wiped the vocals clean, and then they put this uh, Snowman Snowman Sweet Potato Nose in <laughs> for Christmas. Hmm. Okay, then of course you got the the little boy that Santa Claus forgot by Nat King Cole. That that says I yeah I was I was at a uh, talking to a co-worker last week and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm breaking out my record player. I've got my Nat King Cole. I'm like, no, no, not not the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. That one's done to mm. death. And he's like, nah. But, it's, but Nat King Cole has, did do a few other songs that are notable. And But that's a problem is that the only one they play is, that is the Christmas song. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah it's yeah, like you Elvis, know. you know, they only play Blue Christmas on the radio. Right, which he's had he has quite a few more Christmas tunes. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, here it is. When you think of Burl Lives, everybody gravitates to Rudolph the red Nose Green. Or Holly Jolly Christmas. Right, which, you know, he did do others. I mean, he did do Santa Mouse on Columbia and, and uh, you know, several other things on DECA, you know. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then here it is. Here's, here's a Christmas title you don't hear too much. The Stingiest Man in Town by mm-hmm. the four... T- by the four uh, by the four lads, which uh, <laughs> it talks about Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, Scrooge is, that, did they blur that, his nipples? You know, yeah, yeah. They're sitting there smearing the ar- the army. That's an entirely different song. That's that one by Robin Th- with Robin Thicke. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's blurred lines. Oh, wait, that's yeah. blurred lines. My bad. Yeah, blurred lines. So anyway, then, how was everyone's week? By the way, you sitting there talking about. Enter Sandman and, and Hip to Be Square. Yeah. Now all I can think about now all I can think about is I heard a remix of um, I can't remember what Eminem song it was, and it was at the time back when Eminem was not friendly with Britney Spears, and they used "Oops, I Did It Again" as the music track underneath and re and redid the track with his vocals. And I'm like, that's just so mean and so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> you, you, know, but, you know, you know, you know what's crazy, mean, and nuts is when people put out Christmas records like uh, this one here. By this Bernie. one where Ivan, we can't see. We're in radio. We, well, let we're me in finish. the air. Let me finish my statement. Thank you. Okay, and you know, here it is. I got a, a picture sleeve that features a young girl in the front of the cover, and then there's a picture of Santa Claus. In his underwear and saying, poor old Santa Claus was this, uh, the title of this cut. And then they got the caption over, uh, old Sally G and, you know, St. Nick saying, man, like I ain't got no clothes. And the kid, you know, on the side in the cut in is saying, poor old Santa Claus. I'm thinking this is, this doesn't say weird. 
<laughs> yeah, it says child molester. Yeah, exactly. You know, Jerry Ryan's America's New Sweetheart on MPI Records. I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, Mike, what you been up to? I saw you were gaming the other night. Yeah, yeah, you were gaming. Uh, Saturday night was game night. Yeah, we played this one. We've had Kevin. Kevin's had this for a couple months. No, it was a couple of years actually. It was last year, I think. Uh, the <laughs> conquest of planet Earth, where it's like the fifties uh, alien invasion kind of backdrop, mm-hmm. where you play the aliens and you're trying to defeat the humans, but. As the longer the game progresses, it becomes harder to defeat them because they gain new technologies and whatever. But we got our asses handed to us by the humans, so there is still hope for the human race uh, against uh, these us three gamers. And then I finally got my uh, from Renegade Studios the Transformers deck building game, and we played that, uh, and that was lots of fun. And although I did get my core game set, but my promo box uh, didn't come with it. There, that's it's coming maybe eventually. I don't know when, but there's supposed to come with a free promo. It didn't because there was some uh, ransomware attack with Diamond or something back in October or November or something. So they got like they sent me a ship. They sent me an email saying, "Yeah, we sent your item, but we didn't give you shipping notice. So it'll get there when it gets there." I'm like, "Okay," and like two days later, it arrived at my door. But anyway, the the Transformers deck building game is fun. Uh, did that? That was fun. Uh, did a bit of shopping. Like, I go to this one store every year. Mm-hmm. And and I only go in this one store once a year. And, and one I look store. for the one thing. It's, it's, it was the World Market. I can't say what it is in case the listener's uh, listening. Uh, the particular person. But I'm looking for a mm-hmm. certain thing. And, of course, I have no idea where it is. Because they've rearranged the place. In the year that I've been gone, mm. <laughs> so, yeah, God forbid they do that, Mike. You know, they rearrange the place. Uh, oh no! Why uh, they do how am I gonna thing? find? How am I gonna find the thing that I'm looking for? I guess I'm gonna ask for help, but I, I'm a man. I can't do that. Uh, got a lot of my decorating done. Uh, about ninety percent. Why can't you ask? I'm a well, man. What's that have anything to do with that? I, I, asked, for, I, yes, I, I asked for directions. I, did go wrong. I don't you ask know, for directions. But this isn't directions. This is the store. Location None of us thing. Be, it's more I mean, fun to look, I guess. Is it? Some. Well, I did find it. It was close to where I thought it was last time. So I did find it. See, for me, like, I go to the store. It's like, I want to get in. I want to get out. Yeah, I want to be done. But when there's no so one on the what? sales floor, I got to walk all the way back up front. Oh, oh, okay, that's different. That's different. Yeah, no all one right. was walking around. Oh, okay, okay. So just me alone in the aisles, going through each one methodically, trying to find the one thing. But I did got find it, it find it, it eventually. It. That's when you should find like one of those phones and be like, and you start being like, la 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 la, because they'll come find you. You know what I'm talking about? I like got white, for Christmas. Did they have like those? Did they have those like white phones or anything? Or no? Or no? It is I'll nice. pick up the, well, the white courtesy phone. Well, I wouldn't well, like, know what the dial like, to get to go over the PA. Like, I know like Walmart still has like those like or those big stores. Some of those big stores still like have those phones. Like, yeah, and former employees where... who know the code, well, they'll they'll put the code in and then they'll fart 
on the receiver and hang it back up. <laughs> oh! <laughs> we used to do that when we worked at the phone company back in the day. Okay. <laughs> I bought my... Yes, that is the sound of a fart, Ivan. Thank you. Yes, thank um, you. Well, you're welcome. Howdy ho! Uh, I bought my Spider-Man hey. tickets. Did you? Uh, yep. Going Friday night, the 17th. Going to go see yep. the Spider-Man. Be the first time in a theater in like 22 months, 21 months. I haven't figured out what my plan is with that yet. Get a spider plan. Yeah. Jeffrey spider needs a big man. spider plan. Well, I mean, my spider plan, spider plan. Be... Get your tickets if you can. I just don't want to be in a theater with a shitload of people. Oh, there'll be a shitload of people. I, I, when I bought my a... tickets on Fandango, uh, the theater was Fandango. like about, about 75% full, but I'd still get mm. a pretty good uh, seat. I mean, the only thing I can think is, the headache is, is when are the kitties getting out of, out of school? Is it by the 7th? I don't think it's, like, if I try to go, like, I think it is like, Friday I, the 17th. Like, if I could get away with, like, like locally no. here, some of the theaters around here have, like, a 10 a.m. showing or something like that. I might be able to pull that off. I might be able to get in. There might not be anybody there. After that, it's going to be a mess. I, I well, just of course know it's, it's going to be a clusterfuck. I mean, that's going to be crowded. Families and holidays. And, and there's bullshit. this other movie coming out with Bradley Cooper that same weekend. I forget the name of it, but it looks like some kind of like thriller. I'm not sure. Oh. Yeah, I, I got some news about a, a movie release. So when we get into more movies later on, I can bring it out. Uh, yeah, but my decorating's done, and work was crazy. Like Saturday night, uh, I had to work, and man, you'd think Christmas lights were made of gold because everyone's buying the Christmas lights up. And I was helping somebody, and one lady turns a corner, and she's all like, "Is this all the Christmas lights you have?" It's like, well, "Yeah." It's like I've been going everywhere. I went this, I went that. I'm like, "They're floating on boats. They they're not here. We'll have more next year." <laughs> You should have said to her, no, I have some secret ones in the back. And she'll and then, still then be she standing to... there hours later waiting for them. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> yes, because, so mean. because working in retail means in the back is the magical place where there's infinite levels of everything. So. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, my favorite is just you could probably, like, like lock her in the back of the store for hours. Being like, um, is he going to come with that Christmas light? Uh well that that's let's go down. I'll go look for him, cool. and I go upstairs. I go up on break. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. right. It's, it, excuse me. I told a young man that I was looking for Christmas lights. Well, what did the young man look like? Well, I've been here so long, I forgot. Yeah. No, no, that's the one time they'll remember because that's the only time they remember. <laughs> Isn't that the fate of it? Well, then maybe catch us maybe yeah, a Sunday like matinee that. or something for Spider-Man and Jeff. Yeah, I'm thinking, like I said, I'm thinking early. I'm It'll thinking, be on a bunch I'm, of I'm, screens. Right. There you I'm go. Thinking, I'm thinking Have one for yourself the there, Jeff. I think that's the plan. I, Like I said, my, knowing my luck, though, it's going to be like, okay, I'm going to go in the morning. I'm going think to I can go get... alone. Well, you know what? I am. I hmm. am. I don't, it's like, sometimes it's like, to oh, you want to go alone. Sometimes, you know what? In this case, yeah, I am. I don't want to have to figure out. Because here's the problem. I don't want to walk around people. I do not want to listen to nobody talking. I want to listen to the movie. You know what else? Then I got to worry about what time they're available. Right. 
I don't give a shit what time you're available. Well, the tickets are up. They're pre-sale. We, of course, uh, when they went up on Monday, they broke Fandango. Mm. Fandango got Fandango got tore the, down because the site so crashed. Wow, yeah. that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, broke they're... more pre-sale records or whatever. So amazing. Yeah. So now, yeah. So I'll be my uh... first studio, my first theater theater outing theater experience. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if I'm I'll, maybe I'll get my nachos. I like my nachos. Yeah, that's the other thing I'm trying to figure Logan out. Logan like... makes Logan Theater makes great nachos. They're so fresh. They make them there. They make them there. Ooh. Really? Yes. Mm. Are you sure? Yes, they do. They, they make them there because, like, the ones I get, because of course, you know, Regal's a you know, it's a major chain because they just give you a tray with the hot cheese and then they give you a bag of nachos you got to open yourself. No, right? They, and no, she kind of does that too. Yeah. Yeah, no, but at Logan, well, Logan, what they do is, you know, since they're so close to every, you know, remember, I'm an, I'm an artist in this area, so everything is like there. Next door to the theater, maybe not next door, maybe a couple doors down, they get their nachos from the Mexican restaurant fresh, and they bring them over. Ooh. Oh. Mm. See, and then those are the those are the nachos you get over at Logan, and those are like hot and fresh. If you get them on the matinee, they're still warm, mm. and they're delicious. And the cheese is amazing. It's not that it's not that uh, I don't know what kind of other cheese that they use it, but it's like smooth, and it's mm. just it's hot. It's just wow, it's fantastic. Mm. Our popcorn is really good too, you know. So yeah, I'm bringing out my one my, my theater with three screens over here, the one that's been there since 1915. But yeah, it's a great little theater. And so, uh, and the chairs are comfy, you know, the sound system is good. It used to be one large theater once upon a time because it used to be one of the few CinemaScope theaters that was in Chicago until they, mm. until later on they split it into three screens. Yeah, know, our so. local theater was like that too. And now next year, our local theater in, in town here is closing next year they're going to focus more on live events because the fact that some studios put out their movies on streaming at the same time is that they say that's what they're blaming it on but i think they just want to focus more on live events and maybe just do something different than trying to compete with the big chain theaters well, and I think that they, I think a lot of I think a lot of the one, two, and three screen theaters are are, are leaning towards that. Yeah, they really they got they got hurt the most with with. Uh, well, well the all, all small, all anything on the small business spectrum has gotten hurt in the last couple of years yeah. with everything that's yeah. going on. Are you okay, Jeff? I'm fine. Oh, okay, good. Oh no, I just like somebody's breathing kind of hard. That was like, you all right? I was just his mic pickup. No, are those nipples blurred? I don't think so. And oh, the, Army's, the Army's nipples are blurred. Army's nipples. You know, what, yeah. you know what theater did just recently did that was um, Mike won't know it, but the Displays Theater basically just turned itself into a um, a venue. An event, an event venue like that, and yeah, just um, focused on like stand up or live acts or. Well, yeah, like live music, and yeah. a whole bunch of stuff. So well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're all following a lot of these theaters. These these one two street screen theaters are now following the example of Ron Ernesti, because in uh, St. Charles, you know, he's got his theater out there. Yeah, is that the Akata? The Akata. Okay, is that Akata? Akata. Let's call the whole thing off. 
well, it's the Arcata. Yeah, Ron Ernesti, he, he's made a gold mine out of that theater that used to run movies. Now that he's getting all the name, well, the older name acts that everybody's familiar with. And uh, that's just, that's just blown up for him. In fact, from all the revenue he's gotten, he was able to open up a restaurant called the Roaring Twenties. It's really quite the venue from the pictures I've seen. I'd like to visit it someday. Uh, yeah. And it's not far from the Bluebird Cafe in the Aurora Hotel, which that's another place. I think that's the same group that is actually doing the displaying cedar. Yes, I think you're right. I think because, you're right. I, because they are part of a group, and it sounds like that, and it's really similar sounding in terms of what they did in terms of their development. And right. I do know that they're related to that to a group out that way somewhere. So yeah, yeah it's the same. It's the same group. It's just different stuff. It, well, it, yeah, with it, different venues, right? Because what what they did with the, the Bluebird Cafe was they decided to bring it back home because Lester Melrose used the, you know, used the hotel, you know, the Melrose Hotel for all of his, uh, you know, all of his recording of the Bluebird Bluesmen back in the day. And, you know, a lot of emphasis now since they've opened up the Illinois Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now, and now it's getting a lot more, uh, a lot more uh, attention, you know, towards that whole history of Chicago music, which it's been long in coming, but yeah, but you're right about the fact that, yeah, that was, that might, that could be run by the same people that were doing the displays theater and, you know, that associated with that whole situation. It's really cool. I've seen pictures of it. And yeah, again, my mom's, my mom's going there. They're, she's going to, to who's coming there on the, on Saturday, Johnny Mathis. Oh, there you go. And, I think well, it's Johnny Mathis. Actually, wait, no, maybe that's not what she went to. I can't remember which who she where she's going to go see him. I don't know if that's the Rosemont Theater what, or the. What no no Harry Belafonte? Uh, that's not really her thing. But okay. okay, all right. That's not really her thing, but. Matilda. Uh, it's what's scary is is that some of the bands that we're we we think about are like not oldies bands are going to start ending up in places like that, and we're going to be like uh. Okay, I guess. Well, it, well, you know, you know, Jim Peterick, with uh, his happy Ides of March '38 special uh, self, is out there still doing his groovy thing. In fact, I uh, was on the internet, on Facebook, watching people uh, filming his performance over the weekend, and yeah, pretty wild when you got a guy you know who you've seen forever, and he's out there now with purple hair. <laughs> like you hmm. try to fit into the whole mold of the, the 20 and 30 year old millennial situation I said dude nah okay <laughs> your songs are great you're a great writer and everything yeah don't don't try to you know emulate something that is too far ahead of you there you know what I'm saying <laughs> how do you do fellow kids <laughs> yeah. it's like you know, Steve Buscemi with the skateboard I feel like I've seen <laughs> it's funny you say that can't remember what he's pitching, but I've seen it on social media where like Rick Springfield and they're playing Jesse's girl underneath and he's pitching. I want to say he's pitching Medicare. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. geriatric. Like, yeah. Kidding me? Well, okay. Like, right up there, right up there with, uh, Jimmy JJ Walker, right up there with, uh, with, uh, yeah, I saw that the other day too. Okay. I also saw the one by, uh, Oh my God, uh, George George Foreman! I seen the one from George Foreman. 
<laughs> yeah, but George Foreman's a little bit older, and I get it. It's like some of these people are like, ugh. But, with his um, patented design, the grease drains directly into my mouth with your new grill. Mm-hmm. And remember, when you go ahead and you call the uh, Medicare Healthline, it's free! They all, the, the same the same dialogue, just all these different people. Mm. <laughs> Mike Dicka was another one I saw. Uh, if he's not doing that, he's doing, uh, you know, the car commercials, uh, the insurance people, you know. There's a guy. There's a guy who. With a general? No, not no, the general. That's Shaq. Uh, that's Shaq. Shaq okay. does the general. Shaq yeah. does the general. Which you've noticed they redesigned those after administration changes. You've noticed that the general is not front and center anymore. He's kind of like this little silhouette at the end of the commercial. He's like a little CGI guy, yeah. And yeah. It's not, the, it's not the goofy bird suit either. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't look like the guy. He doesn't look like the guy from uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle anymore. <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> Who's going to do the commercial though for Joe's barbecue and foot massage though? <laughs> so that was my week. So Jeff, how was you this Hanukkah? How was, how was happy Hanukkah. How was my was happy, week? Um, how was happy Chanaka? How was happy Um You know, I, I'm trying to think about what I did this past week. Did I do anything this past week? Um you know, not not that much this week. It's been kind of a it's been a little bit on the slow side. Um, you know, um, I did catch. You know, I did catch some TV stuff. Like, uh, it's so funny, Mike. I told you I wasn't gonna. I was like, I'm not gonna watch La Brea, and then it became. I'm uh, gonna finish La Brea. <laughs> I'm, 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 then it became. Then, then it became. Then it became. I'll record it and then I'll watch it all later, and then it became I'm going to watch it every week. What what pulled you back in? Um, Just one hour one out, they pull me back in. You know, the pacing the pacing was better than I thought it was going to be, and you know, unlike like the like your usual like because all these are usually kind of feeling like they're based on Lost, and it's like here's the answer. But the answer is going to open up 50,000 more questions. And so the answer doesn't feel like an answer anymore. Um, they don't really do that. I oh. mean, they, they actually answer questions. There are other questions, but it feels like the answers are far more definitive. Hmm. Um, hmm. And hmm. The, biggest, the biggest headache I would say about it is the name is the, – the, whoever chose the name was just an idiot. Well, that, that's chose, part chose of La Brea because it think it's it's like a tar pit. It's about well, a tar yeah. pit, right? Or, or a sinkhole, and it's like <laughs> that's not what it's about at all. That's not what it's about at all. And I think I think maybe Jeff, I think mm-hmm. maybe they just named it that because they knew there were people like us out here saying, "What the fuck were you guys thinking?" It caught your attention. I think it did the job. Well, no, I mean, look, I'm one of those people where. For the most part, I'm going to give, unless it's something I really, really am not interested in. Yeah. Give it a fair I'm going to give. I'm going to give it a fair shake, and I'm going to watch it. And usually, I have a pretty good feel on on, on shows where it's like either it'll take an episode or two. It, it may take one episode. 
it could take a couple of episodes. Like, there's a couple things where literally I'm like, within an episode or two, I was like, no, I'm done. Mm-hmm. This is it. I, I don't need to watch this anymore. This isn't doing it for me. This isn't something I'm interested in. You're, you're, you're just like a lot of those disc jockeys that if the record doesn't get, if the song doesn't, it doesn't kick in in less than 15 seconds, they're, they're not about it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. not now. No, well, yes and no. Yeah, well, I'll give yeah. something. I'll give something a full episode. I'll give something two episodes. If if it's not, again, it depends on what it is and how and if it's good or how bad it is. If yeah, it's really well, bad. Know, and I'm it, like, I mean, this is not yeah. my cup of tea. I'm like, no, no, thank you. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, but I'll give other things like two episodes, and it's like two or three episodes, and it's like, like there was one that's out there right now that's on NBC, this Ordinary Joe thing. My mom loves it, and it's like, it's funny because it's like. It should be interesting because it has alternate, like alternate timeline concepts in it. It's like, I just after a while, like after a couple episodes, I was like, no thanks, I'm done. Um, this isn't doing it for me. I don't feel like having to, I don't feel like having to remember which one's which and which one's what and and how this all works and 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 figuring out your timelines and why I should care. And I'm like, eh. I, I I was just eh, it's it's quite all right. I'm not doing that. Um, hmm. Interesting. But La Brea's got you. Did, are they still yeah, so airing new episodes? It's, a, it's no, the hook that brought you back. They actually finished. They they okay. finished out season one already. So it's, you know, and I think all of season one is now available on Peacock. And Peacock. Um, you coming back for season two? Yeah, I'll right. check it out for season two. I think I think they've done enough for me on season two that um, it, it's going to be a while anyway because they got to go and film and a whole bunch of shit. But they did. They've done enough to be to make me interested enough. Sure. Um, I'm hmm. trying to think of anything else I've been up to or doing. Or well, I saw your yeah, post today about a certain clubhouse conversation. Oh yeah, there's that. Well, okay, let's go back to something else first. I did okay. do something this past week. Okay. Um, I apparently, I apparently pissed off a whole shitload of people calling the Beatles overrated. Yeah, saw that thread. Oh, oh I saw that thread. Oh, yeah. I, 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 got one, I had one guy. I had one that guy was great. Absolutely <laughs> fucking lost his mind. Absolutely oh, lost his mind. You had, you had me fucking laughing. It was hysterical how you just plowed that out there. And well, everybody the took it. And so many people took a shit. It was so cool. <laughs> And the best part is, like, the interesting part of it is there were actual, there were some good conversations in there, too, like, you know, about well, the yeah, fact that, yeah. yeah, about the fact that, like, yeah, the, like we talked about the other week, like, how much right. the Beatles culturally appropriated from, from, uh, from, from black artists, okay? Well, well, well yeah. Well, I, I, and, rock and, and roll is just the blues sped up. We know this. Well, and, and the interesting part was, depending on who, who saw those answers, some white people got very, very butt hurt. Hmm. Yeah, well, it. I'm uh, sorry you know. that the fucking Beatles went ahead. And yes, I did say the fucking Beatles. Uh, you know, their first three albums are loaded with songs. Yeah, they're covers. Yeah, they're just loaded with covers from Muddy Waters, from from Chuck Berry. Well, yeah, they, well, they, love those, they love those artists. All the, Those are songs right. they all played at the Cavern in the 50s. Right, right. And, exactly. And you know, and Buddy Holly... You know, was George Harrison's favorite? Yeah, and I get it there, Jeff. I do get where you're coming from with this whole thing. Yeah. Well, the but... other thing is, 
I mean, here's the other thing. And this is the part. See, Ivan, you're a little bit older than than Mike and I, so I don't know older. how much you Yeah, well, I, I was... <laughs> well, that's fine. I don't give a shit. I was trying... Wow. I was trying to be nice. Mike just goes for the jugular. Okay. No, no, no. Um, Mike, but he bites, he bites hard. Te- technically over a decade, yes. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. It's like, damn, okay, well. That's okay. But, you know, the, the point being is like, you know, I, I always, it's like, literally, I have grown up, and I think, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure Mike has run into this too, where literally it's like, it's like, you know, you could, like, we grew up in the 80s, it's like, oh, there's so amazing music, this is some of the greatest music ever, it's not better than the Beatles. Well, you're going to get that, like, you, believe it or not, you're going to get that argument uh, okay, because you also have to keep in mind, just like I did in my statement to your to your thread. Mm-hmm. Okay, a lot of people, you know, well, in Chicago. Okay, I'm gonna just bring it to here for a moment. Yeah, but a lot of those people weren't Chicago. No, they weren't Chicago, but but see, they also don't know the Chicago connection and history to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's the point of it. Okay, you know, I mean, a lot of people, the common person does not know that the Beatles records, the first twelve songs, you know. You know, 11 of them came to Chicago. One went to Philadelphia for who knows what the fuck was that about? You know, she loves you. And, Dick uh, Clark. You know, and, that, you know, yeah, it was Dick Clark. And uh, basically, you know, there's a lot of there's a big story behind that. But for another day. But as far as uh, the first 11 songs, they came here to VJ, a black rhythm and blues and soul label in 1963. OK. Mm. And why that happened was because. You know the Beatles before in different, uh, in different combinations of the band. You know, going back to history, you know, for a couple of seconds, and yeah, you know, and 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 being on VJ was not their first out. You mm. know, they 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 were with uh, Tony Sheridan, Tony who, Tony Sheridan in Germany when they were working places like the Cavern, the Indra, and all of these you know places where prostitution mm-hmm. was. You know, legal, and they these hole in the walls. They would literally brothels that the bet that that the Beatles were playing in, mm-hmm. along with Stu Sutcliffe, with Stu Sutcliffe, who was more artisan than player. Okay, but the point of the matter being is, yeah, they had their records recorded, and okay, Decca turned them down flat. Okay, said no fucking way, we're not going to do this. Okay. They went to Parlophone, which was part of EMI. EMI's arm is Capitol Records. So they had the songs recorded in Britain, and then they had the master tapes shipped over to have them printed, have the records pressed in America on these labels? Absolutely. And they made a leasing agreement uh, to do that because what it was was that our American disc jockeys here in Chicago – you know, got these promo copies from VJ saying, who the fuck are the Beatles? Okay, but, you know, here you got Murray Decay in Philadelphia wearing a Beatles wig and playing their records from VJ in 1963. They haven't even been on television here yet, let alone anything. Who, you know, and nobody knew who what, what the Beatles looked like or who the Beatles were, not until the year later. And so... We we actually broke the Beatles in Chicago. We broke them here, okay. And then from there, you know, I wish I had stayed broken. Well, 
okay, but the thing is, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people don't have the okay, common sorry, knowledge. Don't of, let me hit my humor. I get it. No, but so there, so there's the <laughs> no, though there's the point of it. Yeah, no, I mean, but they all started like every other band started copying everybody else's fucking music, you know. Hence I mean, the British they, invasion, and, and then right. you know. But you know what? A lot of people say that the Beatles were responsible for the British invasion. I hate to tell you, no, they weren't. Yeah, well, no, they this, weren't. Let me let me tell you something. What what what? In in, in I know this is the second week in a row we're having this conversation, so okay. I'm, gonna keep, I'm, I'm gonna keep it short because yeah. we did talk about this last week too. That's um, fine. But you know what I found amusing about the conversation is just. I swear to God, some of the conversation from some people was really like, dear white people, do you understand some things? Like, I literally had somebody try to explain to me, well, you know, they weren't getting on the radio stations like the Beatles were. Yeah, they weren't allowed to. You're right. It's like, what do you... And, what? Uh, yeah, yeah it, but see, they're trying to, they're trying to go after, uh, well, if it wasn't for the Beatles, the rest of these artists wouldn't have gotten out there. That's not true. Well, I'll hand. give them. I'll give them the sales numbers. Okay, I will give. Yeah, them that. if you want to go but, on that track, yes. Right, of but here's the part I, I laugh about. Like somebody gave me crap because somebody said they're the most influential band in the hist- uh, in all of all bands. I'm like, mm. no, no. I'm like, you know, no. I could and, and let let me go down this road. Okay. So when you think about where we are today, right, in terms of how much we're all about the videos and how much we are about like dance involved and incorporated. Yeah. yeah. I can make, I can make a real argument that based on what we saw from Michael Jackson, which is kind of what video kind of turned into for a while and was, was really what kind of brought spurred on MTV. Well, where did he get that from? Well, from the Jackson five, where did Jackson five get that from the temptations, right? Okay, well, I could right. sit there and make the argument that the Temptations are then one of the most are, are equally as important as the Beatles, given what we see today on in, in terms of what's out there. And that was like, oh, you can't do that. They don't even play instruments. When does the band? Well, well no, no, wait, no, no, no. Hold, and, and the person that said no, they don't play instruments. That's not true. Now, they I do. I wasn't going to get into that. It's like they do. Well, they don't play matter. instruments on stage, but they they play instruments. Uh, no. When they when they do the writing and collaborating, well, they do they sense. do all of the stuff. I mean, they were all trained. I mean, their their father was a musician. They were all trained mm-hmm. by you know Joe Jackson. You know, well, not just the. No, well, we're talking about the Temptations, not the Jackson Five. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, the Temptations. Okay, yeah, yeah. the Temptations. No, they were they singers. Right, they were singers. Gonna, I mean, no offense. Yeah. If the Beatles had the Motown band, you think they'd have played instruments? No. 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 No, not at all. Right, they wouldn't have played instruments either. That's why. No, and it's like it's like when did the when, oh well you got to play instruments to be a band. I, okay, okay. Not my favorite really. is my favorite was I love you know my buddy John Browning right? Yeah. So John's a huge Beatles fan, and I was teasing about it, and so he's like, "There's not a jo-, he says to, he says there's not a genre that the Beatles couldn't do," and I'm like, "How about um, Klezmer? How about Klezmer? How about country?" How about uh, Rocky, uh, Rocky oh, no, Raccoon? You, you know, Rocky. You know, that, that... Rocky Raccoon. Nah, that's not quite country. My favorite is John sat there and tried to. You could listen John, if you if you watched the Get Back documentary. You'd see they were doing like 
country pastiches of two yeah. of us and blues versions of well, I, Love I, Me I, Do. I always, and... I always, I always, I always thought that was more folky than 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 anything, you know. That, yeah, uh, but they're going to claim it. Well, yeah, well, if they want to claim it, go right ahead. I mean, you know, if you want to pick up the shit, anybody can do like, that. Like I said, I, I, I can't, the part I laugh about is I just came to a conclusion. It's like you can't have a real conversation with some of these people who are really, really like it's the Beatles or nothing. You can't. Yeah, and by they're, the way, they're, no, they're, the, they're, you're talking about the dyed in the wool Beatles lovers. Yeah, well, it's not just the dyed in the wool Beatles lovers. It really is like, OK. If you are of a, I mean, I hate to be this way. If you are a boomer, or you are about rock, or right. you are about, you are some sort of music critic, or some sort of, I, I hate to say, snob. Yeah, right. no, that, no, the, that, that, the no, but you're right ever, though. The other, th- the greatest thing ever was the Beatles, and that's, and 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 you can't tell them any different, and they aren't willing to have the conversation. And my favorite part of the conversation is, well, who's better? Why do I have to tell you who's better? I don't well, understand and where that and, and, where that logic comes from. Not to mention the fact it's music. Why are we trying to basically categorize music all in one category? I don't even think that's possible. If you want to well, sit no, there and say that's the, impossible. the Beatles are great, if you want to say the Beatles are great for their classification and era, absolutely, yeah. I'm all good with that. But me but too. To sit there, but to sit there and say they're the greatest of all time. Okay. Um, all right. So, what does that do for? I mean, I, I'm just again now I'm being a jerk. It's like okay, so we're saying they're better than the Boston Pops. You know, no, because the Boston, they, no, because the Boston Pops have their own sensibilities and their own people and right, their right, own right, music. Like, like I said, I'm just making the point. It's like you can. T- yeah. if we're talking all time. You're talking all time. You're talking the greatest of all time. Over, no. and, and the way they want to talk about over any genre, it's like no, uh, no, no, you can't uh-uh, do that. No. no way, no way. No, it's, it's not possible, Jeff. It's, I know not, it's not possible. possible. And, no, and, I mean, you, you and I, I agree. We're we're on the same team on this. This is why I laugh about it. I'm getting a little well, echo you know, it, on uh, your end, Jeff. Am I okay? Yeah. No, it's not my end. But yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, you know, you got those people. That are gonna, you could sit there and tell them till you're blue in the face that the Beatles, you know, are who they are, and you'll never get an inch out of these types of people. I mean, that's just all there is. And you know what? It's like a lot of people who are, you know, they got their faves. They got their, their die, they're, they're die hard with this. They've got every cotton picking thing, every last uh, record, every last whatever the fuck they put out there. And, yeah, you can't tell them any different. But yet, you know, you go ahead and tell these people, oh, yeah, the Beatles? Oh, yeah, well, they were a cover band once. Well, I was <gasps> Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, well, they, you know, when they cut and, their teeth, yeah, back back in the 50s. You know, yeah, and then, of course, on top because of that. Because the songs you know, they wrote were shit back then. Well, yeah, they were crappy, you know. <laughs> well, they, well, they, everyone's got to start somewhere. Right, and then here it is. You're gonna sit there and say, "Yeah, uh, you know, you got the, you know, oh well, I don't understand. You know, there's no black influence in the Beatles. Hell yeah, there is. Shit, yeah, there is. There's no, hell yeah, yeah there's, uh, you know, uh, or you know, you ask them. Well, you know that uh, they did have a life before they got here. No, really, you know, yeah. Unfortunately, it was filled with uh, dismay, being broke, and uh, you know, hitchhiking uh, across Europe. 
you know, literally playing in brothels and, and, you know, prostitute dens and, you know, whole balls. And then, of course, a place called the Cavern, which, of course, uh, before Brian Epstein got a hold of them, they were, uh, they were pleasing crowds with uh, George Harrison running around with a toilet seat around his neck. Oh, so really Blink-182. Blink-182. <laughs> what? I got the reference. <laughs> yep. So there's, there's... I seem to be echoing on Ivan's end for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. Are you better? Yeah, there I think go. so. Okay. No, I, I can still hear myself coming through you. Okay. I don't know uh, why. That's weird. All right. Um, okay. Is that better now? On. Maybe I should. Maybe I should turn down my. Maybe this is the problem. Hold on. Let's try that. Okay. Try okay. that. Okay. Good. Okay. okay. Well, let's okay. see if that'll work. All right. Does that work, Mike? That's, that sounds better. All right. Okay. That's I had good. to lower. I had to lower my volume. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, All right. So. So yeah. So there was that. There was that, and then, yeah. And then last night I happened to be popping around in Clubhouse, and lo and behold, they're doing a doing a room is Jesse Ventura, the governor, with his son. Before, yeah, the former governor of Minnesota, the former and governor of course Minnesota, the, um, actor and wrestler and superstar. Interesting, yeah. interesting. So I popped in. There was a lot of talk about politics, but I was like, he seems to be willing to answer anything. So I raised right. my, I, I'm like, I raised my hand. And I'm like, all right, I'll raise my hand. I'll probably never get on stage. Nope, they bring me on stage. So there I am. <laughs> Surprise. It's me. Well, like, a room like that of that size. How many I'm people like, were in this room? You know, I was surprised. There were a little bit less than I thought it was. I think maybe there were about 60 in the room. But I figured there, there had to be more people in the queue wanting to ask Jesse questions. Um, <laughs> and so it was funny because... I put, I raised my hand and I expected like to be like, okay, this will take forever. I'll never get picked. And I was literally thinking about leaving the room, and all of a sudden it's like, we're inviting you on stage. I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. <laughs> um, so okay. okay, keep on talking. Pardon me for a moment. No, what, that's what fine. was your what was your question for Jesse? So the first thing I asked him about because I was curious about you know, given Jesse's history, and I know he at one point tried to work on you unionizing the wwe i asked him about what it would take to union what do you think it would take to unionize today with today's wrestlers and he's like i he's like i just don't i was surprised how little he's paying attention to what's going on in the business but i guess i shouldn't be shocked because he's got so much other shit going on like i had to tell him about it's just uh, just so unfortunate how he had to what wow that what the wrestling industry did to him so maybe just kind of bitter about he doesn't care anymore well, it's not so much that what the wrestling. I mean, I mean it's it's double edged because uh, you know, there's a part of it where Jesse kind of. You're right. Jesse kind of walked away, and at the same time, Jesse walked away, and in some ways, Jesse got the last laugh. Mm. Um, and the other part is, is he did sue Vince McMahon, and at one point that was a problem. You know, just Jesse fought for the for his like his likeness and rights because Jesse was sitting there going, "You should pay me for every time you." make a doll every time you put me on TV every time I'm you're you're selling you're selling a DVD all this stuff ironically a lot of the royalties that wrestlers are getting today are because of Jesse Ventura um and that's what and Jesse was on the outs with the WWE and then Jesse became governor 
and suddenly he it was Jesse, buddy. Um, and so there was a little bit of a relationship again, but as usual, Jesse and Vince just don't. Yeah. You, you get the idea. But I, so I asked him about that. And then I did ask him about if he had any good Macho Man stories. He didn't really. But he did say the greatest match he ever saw was the WrestleMania three match between Steamboat and, and, and Savage. Mach- and Savage. And yeah, well, saw that. Yeah, I saw that live. Right. WrestleMania three. So I, I said it was a great him, like, intercontinental match. Right. So I asked him, I'm like, so what's it? What was it like to call a match like that? And this is where it got interesting. He claims he didn't know anything about what was going to happen, what the spots were, or what the finish was going to be. Not one. Which, in this day and age, seems amazing. Um, So basically, he called it as if it was like a regular sporting event. Which means that like Vince wasn't in his ear every five minutes telling him what to say, telling him what to do. And, and allowing him to do his thing. And he had no idea. Just like he had, like, when he talked about it, he's like, I had, like, when that near fall happened on Hogan with Andre, he's like, I had no idea. I thought legitimately we were going to get a new champion. <laughs> so he was not in on any of that before they went out there, supposedly. He claims, and it was funny, his, his son was even like, really? And he's like, yeah, really, seriously. He's like, I called it as I saw it. I didn't sit there. I didn't know a lot of the stuff. He's like, the exception was TV tapings. You kind of knew who was going to win. You kind of knew who was going to lose. Who was going to lose? But um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I, you know, hmm. that's one of the. I'll tell you, that's one of the cool things about Clubhouse is you never know where you're gonna, who's gonna pop up, and what kind of room, and that you can run into, and it's like. Man, I didn't expect to be able to have a conversation with Jesse Ventura. Freaking amazing! Um, Ivan, I saw Ivan did a little. I was busy late, uh, earlier the, this afternoon, but I saw Ivan did a little music stint here on Clubhouse. Yep, well, that's good. I saw that, but yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, I did watch Succession again. Um, it's funny. Somebody, a friend of mine, asked me. It's like. If it's hard to find a character was likable, why are you still watching the show? And I'm like, well, first of all, there's only one episode left in the season. And in fairness, the first couple seasons were a little bit funnier. And there were a few more characters that were likable. And there were some things that happened in season two that, you know, you, you saw some, some patterns look like being, they were going to be broken. And the problem is, is that it's really getting clear that it's like, it seems like this is going to be continually the same issue over and over again, where it's just going to be a carousel of shit. And if that's really the case about where they're going with this show, then yeah, I don't know how much longer I'll watch it. Okay. So depending on the season finale, you don't know if we're going to be back for the next season. I pro, you know, here's the thing to, 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 you know, the conversation I was having with Ivan, my guess is I'll probably see something in the season finale that will make me sit there and go, all right, absolutely. I'm I'm willing to to give it a shot at the beginning of season four. I mean, the the thing is this. While I'll while I, while I'll say all these things, there are some really there's some really great. It's a really well written show. It's it's interesting. It's smart. It it makes you think, and 
and they do a great job with putting it together. And the acting is very, very good. And and so, you know, it's it's one of those things where the the headache at this point, Mike, is is that I'm just we're kind of running through the same patterns over and over again. It, it's kind of interesting. It's really got a similar issue, a similar issue that Yellowstone has. Whereas, okay, who's going to be in charge? You know, at one point Yellowstone was about who's going to be in charge of the ranch at the end of the day. You know, or what happens with the ranch at the end of the day and who's going to be in charge when John's gone. Um, there's a little bit of a similar feel in succession. The only difference is, is that, um, well, I shouldn't say that the kids are equally fucked up there. Um, in succession, the difference is, is that they're a little bit more under thumb and, you know, they're a little bit more fucked up in their different ways. Um, you know, season one was all about, was all about the ascension of Kendall. Season two was about Shiv. Season three looks to be about Roman. Well, okay. All three kids are kind of there. There's only one other kid and he really hasn't been like a focal point for that. I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's a good show. Um, I did catch the, the first episode of only murder, murder, only murders in the building. Yeah, my, I have family members who watched it, and they loved it. I watched the first episode. Um, I'm going to give it another episode because of who is in it, and I get what they like, and I get why people like it, and it's what it seems it's like there. a bit of that awkward humor, sort of like Kirby Enthusiasm kind of. Um, it just wasn't – I don't know how to explain it. I, maybe it's it's too much hype. Yeah. It's one of those times where it's like you hear about something, everybody's like, "Oh, it's crazy! It's amazing! It's amazing!" And I'm like watching it, and I'm like, "This is good." I don't know if I want to call it great. Um, I like I said, I'll I'll give it probably another shot. Yeah, just keep um, watching, and see what you think. I'm trying to think of anything. Give it else. one or two more. Yeah, I don't think I got anything else this week. Um, at least at the moment. So. I don't know what Ivan's got going on, or he's busy. Ivan, you back? No, Ivan's not back. Well, I'm here. Oh, okay, you're here? Okay, so how was your week, Ivan? Yeah, um, let's see. Um, okay, Sunday had a real good session on uh, Natalie Harrison's Wide Awake Club, uh, and uh, that was nice. That was an English <clears throat> uh, page that uh, I got invited over. Uh, it was one of two things I did on Sunday. Uh, the second thing was I was at Logan Arcade and I was doing Mundo 80s, which was really good. I mean, I was really happy as how you know that whole set came out, and uh, you know, good. made some nice. I made some nice coin that night, so that was good. I was on, and then of course the Friday, you know, you know Sunday, well the Friday previous, you know, I was at uh, I was at um, uh, Cafe Mustache, and uh, I did something that I hadn't done before. And I went out with a completely different format of music. And uh, so for the first, um, from 9 to 12, the first three hours, I basically went to my roots and I uh, played all Spanish music for the first three hours of the set. To a, to a happy crowd. To a crowd that actually got bigger as the time went on. And I was very surprised how everybody really enjoyed 
you know, the salsas, the merengues, the cha-cha-chas, the rumbas, the sambas, and all manner of different, you know, me, you know, Spanish music that I was playing. And then after midnight hit, then I, I swung out with a few, you know, selected Christmas singles via the earning the $20 but not playing Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. But I did give her Christmas songs, and at least I don't feel bad about it. And then I swung from there <clears throat> to, a, to an all-out Northern Soul set, which that just brought the house down. I was at Capacity uh, Friday over at Cafe Mustard. That was real exciting. I was real happy. Good. But, you know, I had a funny thing happen just a second. I had a real funny thing happen. I was up on stage, and all of a sudden, I start getting the bends. You know, it's like, have you ever had, like, a a cramp on your side, a Charlie horse that just wouldn't go away until you kind of held your arm up and, you know, stuff like that kind of hurt you? And then you do that, and it goes away. You mean, like, like, just, like, uh, muscle cramps? Yeah, like muscle cramps. I'm okay. thinking, oh my, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what the hell's going on? I'm smiling, trying to keep, you know. <laughs> yeah. Best part I get I get those in my sleep. I get Charlie horses, like, in my, in my leg. Yeah. Like, so I'll wake up one night. I one, one morning, I woke up to a Charlie horse. Ouch, those yeah. suck. But anyway, so how did you, how, you, got so the, then I, and then how did you handle this? So I'm sitting there, you know, just trying real hard, you know, walking around, I'm dancing around. Everybody's like, look, Ivy, he's dancing. Yay! I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to keep myself from getting stiff. Uh-huh. So, and, and then I was <laughs> trying to figure out why do I got the crap? And then it occurred to me. It occurred to me. Ivan got up today. And what did he have for cereal? But he had Raisin Bran. Did he have one bowl of Raisin Bran? No. He has two bowls of Raisin Bran. And I discovered that I guess I ate too much bran in my diet and basically kind of put my large intestinal tract through, through its paces because after I, after I got home and, you know, and, and, and just let loose, and I'm just like, oh, my God, okay, this is what this is. I thought, I thought something was happening, and then after I thought it through, I'm like, okay, it's not as bad as it looks. Good. But the other unfortunate thing that happened during my set on Friday was that uh, was uh, Julie's mom passed away uh, Friday night. Oh, I'm and, sorry. And uh, yeah, she was um, she was uh, uh, she was due to get surgery for her carotid arteries, the, you know, the Thursday that was coming up. But unfortunately, you know, once they did the diagnosis, not long after she had passed and. Uh, so yeah, so we I have a uh, I have a I have a wake and a funeral this week later this week to go to, but it was just it was just strange, you know how you know you don't think about it and then these things kind of come up, and so yeah, so Julie's been in Indiana for a while. We had a pretty good scare with uh, Odie Odie you know Otis. He's doing good now. In fact, he's actually starting to pack on the pounds again, you know. Uh, after his little, after his little near-death experience, you know, and having been in the hospital thir- during Thanksgiving, yeah, right, and everything. So, yeah, he's doing better. He's a, I give him a probiotic every day, and uh, and uh, and he's doing fine. I'm sitting here, bouncing around with the idea about doing a GoFundMe so I could actually get the 
money that I still owe the veterinarian to. So yeah, and it's 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 a, it's a huge amount of money that unfortunately you know I pretty much tapped out all of my resources and everything. So I'm just you know piecemealing from here. I hope they'll be happy with it. It's better than anything I could do. Got my keys to my new apartment. Yay! When do you start moving in? Okay, well, uh, the apartment's mine now, so I'm moving it all out now. Okay. <laughs> and I'm hoping to be completely moved in by January 1st. Uh, the landlord was nice enough to give me the, the following, you know, 20-plus uh, days, uh, days now here to move all my stuff out, you know, easily and, you know, nicely, not having to feel like I'm rushed and everything. So that was really nice of... of, of uh, cast management and Louis Pachos to do. Thank you so much for that, guys. And uh, now it's just getting the muscle and getting the transportation together and getting everything up and ready. I saw the apartment, two and a half rooms. Beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, big kitchen, much bigger than the kitchen I have here. Uh, bedrooms, you know, they're about the same size as the bedrooms I have here, but, you know, nice bathroom. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's, you know, it's got, it's got storage. It's fantastic. Uh, it, it's just beautiful. And then it's only 11 steps to get from the main floor to the first floor, which is awesome. It's got a backyard. So I'm already dreaming about, you know, what I'm going to do back there. You know, when, you know, summer comes back around, you know, work the, work the garden, you know, maybe do some things back there, make it nice. You know, okay. Just grow the to- legal, uh, plants, Ivan. Oh, no, no, I'm going to grow the legal <laughs> plants, of course. No, I'm not going to. Well, see, the only problem, I, I can't do that because, uh, yeah, because, uh, you know, landlord, you know, uh, might not, not, might not, not, might not take kindly to that. No. But, you know, but, <laughs> but, you know, but they are in the know of my, of my, of my medicinal situation and they're okay with it. So it's all right. And uh, as far as uh, everything else, uh, you know, everything's just kind of. Rolling along, you know, just uh, just getting the last few shows in uh, on Facebook Live, and uh, I did my last show on Twitch uh, Wednesday last week on the first. I see you did a clubhouse show earlier. Yes, I did. I did do a clubhouse. It was a maiden voyage because I wanted to test uh, my connections, which uh, right now, as you hear, have become very successful because now. Not only can I talk to you from the board, I can listen through the board while you guys are talking without having to have the phone up to my ear or to a set of headphones anymore, which this is much more. This is yeah, much you easier. sound like you're on NPR, Ivan. Yeah, yeah. And and so that's. That, Fancy that's, dancing. Yeah. You know, and, and it's all with all my old junk, you know. So, I mean, you know, I got no. I got no fancy. My microphone on the stand here is like, what, one of those $10 jobbers? And my, 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 my mixing board is something I got from radio shit. And let me see. My monitor speakers are secondhand, you know, and just, you know, just tinkering. Is that you had a movie experience uh, this oh, week? Yes, yes, I did. Well, I, not, not necessarily a movie experience, but something I saw on the internet that, that really, pe- you know, you know, piqued my interest because you guys know I'm huge into Betty Boop, right? And all the older cartoons from Fleischer Studios. Mm-hmm. Fleischer, yeah, Fleischer Studios was at um, was at the last convention and everything, you know. And they had a bunch of merch and a bunch of stuff. They showed the uh, <clears throat> they showed the uh, the the remastered Comic Color um, 
classic, you know, Cinderella with Betty Boop in there, which looks beautiful. They did a wonderful job with it. Well, you guys familiar with an actress named Rose McGowan? Uh, yeah, she's made news about, see, mostly political news. I think it was that she was the whole thing about uh, the Me Too movement. I'm sorry? Isn't that Rose McGowan? Well, I don't know. Okay, well, the Rose McGowan, I'm talking about the actress Rose McGowan. And uh, she uh, she's actually uh, involved in a movie about Betty Boop. They're bringing Betty Boop to life on the screen. It's gonna okay. be a live. It's gonna be a live action movie. They already they already left. They already put out a promotion about it already. And Rose McGowan is playing Betty Boop. Okay. And uh, I'm excited about that. And, and and it's neat because they, but you know, and and I don't and none, and it's not a factual movie. It's total camp. It's total, you know, it's total it's total imagination's puffery. But you know, it's 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 it looks like it's going to be a delightful little romp through through uh, nostalgia and such of the 1920s and 30s. And they have uh, the Fleischer Studio feuding with the Disney Studio. So actually, Walt Disney or the, a character playing Walt Disney is going to be in this movie. A character playing uh, Max Fleischer is going to be in this movie. I saw what they had in the rushes, and I was like, this is this looks like this could be really. Actually, kind of good, and I'm kind of excited about that. The other movie I'm excited about is Sing Number Two, which is going to open Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas. Yeah, I'm seeing it. I mean, I saw Number One. Me and Julie saw Number One. We fell in love with it. So it's like, wow, this is really going to be fucking mm-hmm. cool, and I'm yeah. really actually excited. I saw the um, the commercial that you know from Illumination they did. Yeah, they did a uh, Thanksgiving. I saw that a lot on Thanksgiving. Uh, they did a little like a, like a, maybe like a two minute vignette where the the mom is trying to get home and the car flump breaks right. down so she stops at the theater and they sing the Christmas song and and the mm-hmm. kids are like mom's on TV and she's you know singing on stage yeah yeah they you know the same stick they did in an extremely goofy movie you know where um, where old boy was bragging about being on stage with Powerline and oh you're never gonna be on Powerline until you accidentally. Not only him, but Goofy, his father, end up on stage with power lines. Right, right. Same type of premise, but you know, still great. And I liked what they're doing with it, and so I'm rather, I'm rather excited to see that too. So you know, and then of course uh, Spider Man. I'm gonna see if I can catch up with that some kind of way too. So yeah, so I, I got some movies to go see. Oh, good. Yeah, this was. Glad you had a good week, and you're. Mm-hmm. If I you're... look at IMDb, it does. According to this, that boot movie looks like it's ten years old. The Betty Boop movie? Yeah, it says Boop, two thousand eleven. With Rose McGowan? Mm hmm. Oh. That's weird. Yeah, it says two thousand eleven with Rose McGowan, Billy Zane. Billy Zane, geez, where's he been? Yeah, this is uh this that's from a while a few years back, Ivan. Yeah, this is like 10 years ago. There was no. a short recently that was done by Funny or Die, a Betty, hmm. some sort of Betty Boop thing, too. So maybe that's what you call it. I don't know. Hmm. Um, could, could very well be. Yeah. So Tex Avery versus Max Fleischer versus Walt Disney. Who would win? Okay. I'm sorry, Ivan. What What's for dinner? Oh, uh, thank you. Okay. Anyway, 
All right, you're talking three distinctive styles of animation. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Avery, Tex Avery, he's your screwball. Let's go ahead and spread it out to all limits of imagination when he did his animation. So, imagination for his animation. Okay, sorry. And Walt Disney, though, and of course, now I'm going to start a fire now. Most people think that Disney was responsible for Mickey Mouse. <laughs> no, sorry, people. Uh, UBI Works was the one responsible for Mickey Mouse. Okay, sorry, folks. No. So it's obviously yeah, he's not going to get your vote. So you're probably you're going with Fleischer. Well, Fleischer, if I had if I had uh, the toss up between of the two of them. Okay, I would have to put my money on uh, on uh, Fleischer and on Avery. Avery for style and Fleischer for innovation. Because he came out with all the really cool shit first. And uh, a lot of people don't know that. I mean, you know, a lot of people tend to dismiss the, the Fleischer um, production house because, well, it was cartoons for adults. Yeah. adults. I, got, I got to go with Tex Avery. And, like when yeah, Tex Avery Tex- wasn't? Are you kidding with those those bombshells, the 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 bread the redhead? Oh well, yeah. Well, yeah. that you know, do you? Funny that you should mention that. Did you know that the first three thousand cells got stolen with Red Hot Riding Hood? Mm-hmm. Did you Did you hear that story? Oh yeah, you've, yeah, you told the story before. Yeah. So you know, and it just came down to this. Yeah. No, I mean, I like Tex Avery for style, but like I said, so, uh, but for innovation, uh, my money is on Fleischer. No. But for presentation, I will give it to Disney. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. But, uh, so we got some, well, see, Jeff and I watched um, the latest episode of Hawkeye and Yellowstone. We'll get into it in a little bit. So we've got episode three of Hawkeye on Disney+. Plus. Oh, and Ivan, you've been watching anything on Disney+. Plus? I, I know you've been busy, but it was only well, $2. I, I, I haven't. It's only a dollar. Yeah, man. No, I haven't got around it because I'm too busy, you know, packing and moping and taking care of the cats. And, and of course, now with what just recently happened, well, a little less so now. Mm. But, okay. But things being said, you know, well, I'll get around to it. If I'm, yeah, it's I'm, there. It'll be there. It'll be there when I get to it, mm. when I get around to it. I mean, I know I've been wanting to do this for months, trying to get back, you know, trying to keep up with you guys. But, you know. Okay. Uh, but anyway, aside from that. Uh, so yeah, we're I mean, um. Me I, got, and... I got a couple more. I got a couple more shows coming up this weekend. Um, going to be at Coles, you know, C O L E S, uh, and uh, going to be doing a, a, a session there. Then I'm back at Logan Arcade the following week for um, you know, Sweet Soulful Sunday, and uh, um, I got in touch with uh, I got you know I got in touch through my my my, my sister Allison. I guess there's going to be a pop-up at Logan Arcade, you know, to put some weight on it, you know, for the, you know, Electric Jungle guys, you know, uh, John and all them. I guess they're going to be over there selling records on my shift on Sunday. So I'm just like, oh, okay, great. So I guess there's going to be a, a pop-up uh, this on the 19th, you know. So if you want to come pick up some bargain records, you know, some last-minute ideas, you know, come down to Logan Arcade 2410 West Fullerton in Chicago. The doors open at three. We'll be open till two. Uh, Sunday, December nineteenth. If you want to get your last minute, you know, record binge, 
or you know present or whatever it is that turns you on musically they'll have a whole lot of things there we got fry like an eagle our vegetarian restaurant which serves up great you know you know dogs and fries and all manner of wonderful things vegan you know food and vegan uh, wait a minute vegan hot dogs yes Mm, pass yeah Mm, probably pass too yeah 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 well that's why it's the impossible hot dog well, that's why that's that's why I don't eat it because it's impossible. So, yeah. It's oh, just right. impossible. I just can't you eat thought, this hot you thought dog you because it's just impossible. <laughs> you thought you didn't know it was in hot dogs originally. Now, now it's yeah, to know it's in, now yeah. it's a real gro- <laughs> now groovy you mystery. Don't know yeah. What the hell's in that yeah. hot dog? But anyway, uh, and then um, you know, and I'll be playing some sweet soulful tunes. Uh, I might even throw in some Christmas soul tunes, you know, and everything, because, uh, you know, I try to not, you know, uh, put all the Christmas stuff up like I do every year. But, you know, it's good, though. I mean, the 19th of December, folks, come check it out. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's that's all I got. Okay. Uh, so, well, let's get into Hawkeye, episode three. Um, sure. We get the resolution and the, and the setup of this um, Maya character, uh, whose father was killed by Ronan during the blip. Better known as Echo. Yeah. Yeah. And. Gecko? Echo? Echo. Echo. <laughs> she's not selling, she's not killing, selling card shirts. The Gecko. <laughs> I think there is a, I think there is a superhero known as the Gecko. I can't remember what, who, who, who is that like a tick character? Cause they I don't. <laughs> Deflator Mouse and and Gecko, something like that. Something um, like that. Deflator Mouse. But they, did they even meant? Did they even name drop Echo in this episode? I don't think they do. No, they don't. Because I just know where's just Maya. Just like they keep hinting, just like they keep hinting about her uncle. Hmm. I don't know if you're aware of who her uncle is. Echo. Mm, Echo's uncle. Uh, no, I don't. Would that be Kingpin? Yes. Oh, okay. That would make sense. Which has everybody excited because it sounds like the Kingpin's coming to the MCU. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. So we'll see. We, and this and episode three, we deal with a lot of hearing uh, issues. Because mm-hmm. um, she, well, obviously Maya's born deaf or at least she grows up deaf and without a leg, but she's still a martial arts expert mm-hmm. and can kill you if she wants to. For him, for, uh, in multiple ways and we deal with um, Hawkeye not being able to hear uh, what what uh, Kate Bishop is telling him mm-hmm. and there's a good dynamic in that for the through the case of course the episode but I'm glad it's resolved you know she go they go somewhere to get the hearing aid fixed and how about uh, the dynamic between or the between um, her and Hawkeye how she she, uh, he, she says he relies on technology uh, for his hearing loss, but he is, really is. He seems like really deaf. Um, huh? Not just <laughs> for uh, Hawkeye. In uh, he's not mildly deaf. He's really deaf. Yeah, he's really deaf. He, I mean, without that hearing aid, he's done. Wow, that's uh... yeah. We we talked about blurred images. Now we're talking about blurred hearing. Yeah, blurred blurred hearing by the Amish. Yeah. And I, I don't know about this track street mafia, these Dude, silly, silly thugs. 
Silly um, thugs. I mean, we get some, and, and the, of... we do get a cool chase sequence, so the payoff is is decent in that regard <laughs> in this episode. Yeah. Okay. I did. I did enjoy the the chase thing, which was that arrow, not this arrow, not that arrow. Don't use this arrow. <laughs> yeah. Not, that's the one that least the uh, the trick yeah, arrows with all the you know. It's like what? Is, it's like there are more dangerous arrows than this one. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Like, or like. Why Gee, do you have a see. plunger arrow? What could that possibly be good for? Then later they have to use the plunger arrow. And she's like, ah, <laughs> that makes much more sense. Yeah. <laughs> plunger arrow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all the trick arrows that, that Hawkeye has. It is mm-hmm. He kind of sounds like, a, he sounds, sounds like a makeshift MacGyver over here. Well, he's, um, you know, from the Avengers. Oh, I know. Yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah. I, I know. Oh, Hawkeye. I know. You know Hawkeye, Evan? Okay. Uh, a great callback to how she's yeah. No, not the one from Mash. Yeah. Come on, or the one from the Last boomer. of the Mohicans. Um, no, not that Boomer either. Or sooner. And we get a great callback to the original suit when she's in the they're in the diner having breakfast and yeah, that uh, was funny. Yeah, that's great. It's yeah, like, you know, we got go. Uh, hang, leading up to in in. Uh, was it leading up to Endgame? I was posting screenshots of the, the old cartoon of the old comic, and uh, this the first appearance of Hawkeye. I'm like, yeah, the H stands for hello. Yikes! Okay. It's like, yeah, not not happening. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> and we guess we get a name for the dog, which is just Pizza Dog. So yes, okay. apparently they're. I will say they're using quite a bit from some of the recent comics of 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 Hawkeye which is Pizza Dog mm-hmm. and the track the tracksuit mafia mm-hmm. um all of that is kind of more current from recent and stories okay straight and straight from comics so i i, I will give them credit um there's well, I hope they give the writers thing. credit i don't, I don't think they Matt are Fraction, i don't know if they're getting paid a lot but Matt Fraction's getting credited continually. Okay. Uh, he, I see his name, and I know Matt Fraction was wrote a lot of that stuff. So, um, my headache with Maya is, my headache with Maya is just that I don't think I knew her backstory that well, um, as well as other people do. Well, at least and, they, yeah, they summed it right. up in a montage, and that was enough well, for the right. viewing audience like me. You but don't I was know. Really conf- Right, but I was really confused because my first introduction to that character was back when when Bendis took over the Avengers, and at one point she's in the Avengers. It's her and Hawkeye as Ronan, and they show up um, to help the Avengers. I think they were fighting the Hand or something like that. But so I was. That's where I'm kind of confused. I'm like, wait, she's a good guy. I don't get this. So I was not aware at one point she wasn't. So. That was interesting. The other thing I keep... I don't know about you, Mike. One thing I find interesting about these episodes is I feel like they're just getting into something interesting and then it's like, and the episode's over. And it's like, Oh, yeah, right when um, they go back to her mother's apartment where they're going to hack into and try and find out information about these mm-hmm. dudes and what else they were looking for at this auction. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, who's hiding out in the apartment? It's... What's his the name? Swordsman. The swordsman, and he's got the the Ronin sword. Yeah. Like, oh no! And then cut, roll credits. Ah, yeah. Right. They they've been doing a lot of that where it's like yeah. the interesting stuff seems to happen, and 
I, I think the, you know, it's funny. This is not, there's not too many more episodes left. There's only three episodes left. Ugh. Well, yeah, they get, so, will Clint Barton get home in time for Christmas? Right. Well, here's the other interesting question. This is the question we're all asking now is, are we getting the Kingpin? Mm, yeah. Are we going to get a Kingpin sighting? Because Maybe. we certainly seem like we're going down that route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, yes. and given the news this week, given the news that just came out about that our daredevil is Charlie Cox. From the Netflix that, series. Right. And we know that Charlie Cox is in the Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know Vincent D'Onofrio has multiple times been like, I would love to come back and play the Kingpin some more. Maybe this is, uh, maybe we get him here. That would be quite the surprise. Um, so yeah, so, uh, next, next week is, no, yeah, just later this week's episode four already. He's coming up. Yeah. Thoughts on, thoughts on, uh, Yellowstone, Mike. Uh, still a lot of, um, pots on the stove. A lot of things simmering. Couple things are coming to a head. The hippie girlfriend, hippie. Well, the I guess we call it a fling. I guess yeah. that uh, John wanted uh, took his daughter's advice, but uh, the, he made the unfortunate mistake of having his daughter meet her, and yeah, that didn't uh, that went over that quite terribly. It went over like a lead balloon. It went over quite terribly. Which um, is too bad, because I would love to have seen a lesbos scene between those two characters, but we won't get into that. <laughs> I don't think that's going like to happen. I'd like to see a lesbo scene in anything. <laughs> well, no, with these particular women, they're gorgeous, sir, absolutely. Yeah, they're yeah. good-looking girls, yeah. And of course, yeah. you know, <laughs> John's okay. best, best line of best, best exchange, though, is uh, I'm getting too old for this. And uh, Beth says, "You're getting, you're not getting too old for some of it." <laughs> yeah, really. So, it's like, yeah, I hope you know, like, hope you die of cancer of the ass. <laughs> like, okay, then yeah, this is we're done. We're out. And she's asking the chef's like, "What's gluten?" Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so we got that yeah, the, the girlfriend. Amazing. I don't think we're gonna see her again. We'll see if she comes back or whatever. If there's still, she's she gonna is, do more protesting. I mean, she is, and that's what's her name. Um, Piper Pubro. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's a pretty good get for them as a cat, for casting for something that seems like a guest spot mm-hmm. um, for a few episodes. I think she's reoccurring. I don't know all the deals, the details on it, but yeah. we'll see. Um, so Casey uh, got himself a new house, uh, yep. helped to patch up the marriage because of the whole post-traumatic stress from the, the raid on the ranch. And well, that, that's, that's good that Casey is doing well, especially after, you know, the Sunshine Band and everything. You would think that, you know, he... Okay, uh, it's time to mute Ivan's microphone. <laughs> no, not that Casey, the... Ivan. Oh, sorry. Okay. Eat your potato well, soup. Re- Eat your potato soup reserva- or whatever you're eating. Maybe on the reservation there's No, a I'm done. I'm, I've I moved on to the marshmallows. Want a marshmallow? No, no, Ivan. I don't want a marshmallow. Okay. So, um... What else? Lloyd is in the shit house again. Yep. And no, he's uh, causing trouble on. He's been on this. Said this, the whole thing with him and um, uh, what's his name? Is yeah, Rip is his name. Well, yeah. Or is it Walker? Or Rip? Well, Rip it's is Rip. one thing, but I know the the other guy is. No, the other guy. The yeah, the the girlfriend the now. The, with, the with the girls in uh, girl goes out of the ranch because it caused too much. 
you know, much attention. And they did, a, you know, they settled it. They put him in the state, wherever, and they fenced him in and said, settle it. And they did, so. But, geez, I mean, when they, when she pulls that knife out, it's like, oh, God. I felt that. Yeah, that, you know, was, was, yeah, that was... That's how James Irwin died. If had he left the barb in from the the stingray, he'd have lived. He, they might have gotten medical attention fast enough. But yeah, she pulled it, the knife it, out. But luckily he was there to suture up the, the, the chest wound. Otherwise, that dude would have bled out right then and there. Yeah. Damn dogs and damn dog and kids of them, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting about the girl about them kicking the girls out, especially because don't some of them have the Yellowstone brand? I presume. I mean, I know Maybe. Tweeter does. Uh, and supposedly, once you've been branded, you're Yellowstone. Yeah, and for just life, like right, and I, and and the, the, it was the chick with the pink hair. She had nothing right, to do with this. About. Yeah, right. But they like supposedly she's been like they put the brand on her, so it's like. I'm confused. If she's Yellowstone for life, mm. how can you kick her? Okay, I don't. Yeah. Skin graft. I don't know. <laughs> I get. Well, I, mean, uh, I don't mean that way. Well, you, you, I mean, well, you can't. Either. You can't remove such things nowadays. Yeah, this is a brand. Brand. Yeah, like I mean, this burned, is like a branding. Burned, burned into the flesh. Yeah. Yeah, this Jesus is like taking a branding. Right, like branding an animal. Exactly. Yep. Yes. Um. What else? The whole issue with um. Um. Jamie's dad, who actually yeah. who did, you know, was predictable enough, and it was the scene was predictable enough that, you know, Jamie pulled the gun on his dad, and I, we, you know, we knew he wasn't yeah. going to shoot him, and just convinced him that okay, then, you know. Well, and you know the worst part is is that he's gonna they're they I get a I kind of have an idea where the writers' room is already going with this, which is they're just gonna make it where, okay, he's gonna basically sit there and go okay. Beth is never going to stop, so I'm going to take. And yeah, and immovable. Yeah, unstoppable force meets immovable object. Right. So if that's where, and quite frankly, you know, I think his thought process. Is, I think his thought process, unfortunately, will go to since there's nothing I can do about Beth, and <sighs> since I'm not really legitimately one of the kids. Yeah, I'm going to take the other side, even though he should. And he's going to side with his father eventually, right. which is going to be probably hazardous to his health in the long run. Yeah. I mean, the only thing would be is if at some point he comes to his senses or something. Yeah, I, but I still Casey, feel like... Casey and John are going to follow up with Jamie about, about right. this dude in prison who did, you know, the Indians tipped him off about this dude is sitting in prison. And yes, he did order the hit on the Duttons. Yeah, the the problem again go and and the irony is, the irony is again it goes back to. You know, Jamie seems like he's going to do the right thing. He can do the right thing, but it doesn't really matter because no matter what happens, Beth is going to treat him like grade A dog shit. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. And yeah. and, t- and taint everything. So, you know, suddenly he may have the thought process of, hey, you know what? Guess what? Yeah, Maybe is, I am this... better off with the Duttons all being gone. Um, unfortunate, kind of dumb. Um, I think the only saving grace he's got is that, you know, him and Casey have a decent relationship and that might save his butt here. But the problem is, is that at some point the other two have got to sit there and look at Beth and go, Hey, shut up. 
and I don't think that happens. Yeah, she's a loose cannon, indeed. And then we're back to Jimmy on the ranch and learning yeah. to be a cowboy and spending a whole day on the saddle, and he's he's saddle sore <laughs> and learning a rope. He's like, got to learn the rope. It's the only tool we got. Rolling, How much rolling, of it is rolling, saddle rolling. sore? Yes, my ass is swollen, yep. rolling, rolling, rolling. Mm-hmm. How much of it is that, though, versus the injuries, I wonder? That, too, yeah. He hasn't fully healed from his injury. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, of course, now his ex-girlfriend's gone. So yeah, if he's ever going to, you know, maybe not ever write a letter. And now, you know, she's done, so which is predictable enough. Well, yeah, she talked about she was going to leave, so. Yeah. She was bad news. Should have never got on that horse. Boom. And uh, yes. what else? There's like that. There's lots of pot stirring, and Beth saying something about uh, um, making it official, getting married, and having getting a, going away somewhere. She's feeling the the what do you call it? The wanderlust of uh, getting away from the ranch. And what it's like, just like what John said in an earlier episode. Why do all mm-hmm. my kids have to leave to find happiness? And even Beth is feeling that, you know, although fiercely loyal to John, she's still and and the bitch that she is, uh, she still wants to. She says, "You go. I want to go for a ride." And maybe she she's she wants to be done with it in a way. Why leave your old friends to go get new friends? It's not about friends because she don't have many. Yeah, Ah. friends. That woman don't have no friends. No, I see. So, yeah, it's it's good, and it's now and, maybe and things the, finally coming boy, to a the, head. And apparently the boy wants to be ripped, which is a really bad idea. But okay. Okay. No, it says he wants to be John. <laughs> oh, I thought it was ripped. Yeah, because, like, John walks off of this. I, don't, I want to know who I know who I want to be, grow up to be. I want to be him. About, like, the man in charge. The guy who has, you know, all he has to do is just ask a question. And he, you know, commands obedience, so... Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was John he was referring to, uh, the boy. Boy John. Um, so yeah, good episode, and of course, really short. We got another teaser for eighteen eighty three, which is coming the nineteenth. So I'm looking forward to that. Got my. I was gonna say you 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 have Paramount, so you're gonna get a yes. chance to see it. I probably will not. Yeah, I'll see it. Have you tried any? Of course, I don't. Any of the Mayor of Kingstown with Jeremy? No, Rennie? I. You know, I taped it, and I have not looked at it. Okay. Yeah, it's... I taped the the one that was after which after it, but I haven't uh, I yeah. haven't really looked at it yet. Okay. All right, so got uh, some news bits to talk about. Yeah, well, I mean, we mentioned earlier, so it looks like uh, Charlie Cox is in as the new Daredevil, or the same Daredevil, the MCU Daredevil. Yeah, the MCU Daredevil. I don't know what that means for other characters, or yeah, other if we're getting other any other defenders, right, or any other Netflix folks, or um, if the Netflix stuff is even canon, or how that's going to work, we don't know. Um, And if they got any money to actually make the thing, they do. I mean, they certainly do because it's Marvel. You know, they're going to have yeah, it's Disney. You know, unlike. You know they seem to you know they seem to have figured out their problem from from Netflix, which was, you know, that they basically have figured out how to build everything within 
every all the universe to make it work better a little bit. Um, mm. In fairness, some of that was political. I mean, some of that has to do with the, the, the infighting within Marvel as a company as a whole. And it's unfortunate because Jeff Loeb was involved with the Netflix stuff. And that was supposed to be more involved in, within the MCU as a whole. And then there was a lot of political backbiting with all that. And and so those shows seem to kind of become their own thing within, the, but are like, oh yeah, they're part of the MCU, but not really. So it's unfortunate. Just it like really Agents is. of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, it was just right, kind of Agent, like off yeah. to the side, kind of meh. Right, and that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Fell, fell into that problem too um, because of the fact that there it was a political thing. It became more about um, unfortunately, Jeff Loeb was on the wrong part of who is in charge of what and how that fell out. And it's funny because we haven't, you know, I don't know when Loeb's agreement ends with with Marvel in terms of exclusivity or anything like that. Not that he has anything to prove, and I'm sure he's got a boatload of money, but I'm surprised we haven't seen him around lately. Um, that he hasn't come out with any announcements or any new projects, whether it be TV or um, or comics. But, you know, is what it, you know, that's unfortunate because uh, Jeff Loeb's done some amazing work and, uh, and it went over both companies and, and with TV. So, you know, it'd be nice to see him back and I hope he gets to do some, get some more work involved. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, you mentioned the long Halloween, hmm. the original, the original book was Jeff Loeb. Yeah. And so with the, possibility of an animated multi-part crisis yeah uh because i i enjoyed the long halloween and mm. at least the animated one so sure why not and bring right, it on see a, what the, right I'm, that's the other thing it got talked about is there's Cause a, i because i in that way in that sense i give that a pass for dc because it's its own self-contained unit um, even well they did, you know, with the exceptions of the few where I've read the books and then I watched the animated series and it, it diverges mm-hmm. from it like they did with Red Sun. At least the ending kind of diverged from the original ending. Mm-hmm. I'd give it a pass because it's just a self-contained, digestible unit. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because the one thing that they're talking about is using some of the, some of, using some of the different pieces that they've created as part of that. In the the infinite universes of different DC movies that they've made over the years from an animation perspective, which would be interesting um, and give it a unique twist. Um, I just hope that it doesn't end up like the CW verse one in any way, shape or form. Um, what was I going to, what else is out there? Um, I guess I didn't realize this. I guess Colin Farrell is playing the penguin in this new Batman movie. What the one with the the sparkly vampire? Yeah, the sparkly vampire. Oh. Okay. So apparently they greenlit an HBO Max series of the Penguin with Colin Farrell. So that's out there. Oh, it takes place gotta... in the same universe as the Patton verse. I guess so. Okay. That's my understanding. Um, probably the biggest thing of the weekend was. We got a Spider-Verse trailer. Yeah, that dropped, what was it, on a Saturday afternoon or something? Yeah, Saturday night. Saturday night. Yeah, it looks great. And apparently it's a part one. (laughs) And it's a part one of, so 
that's kind of cool. Um, I don't it know. Means we're going to have to wait two years for a part two. Well, maybe. Who knows? It depends on how, how they're doing this. If they're making both movies at the same time, then maybe not. Um, yeah, hopefully they won't have us wait more than a year. But I, you know, they they teased the twenty, the twenty ninety nine Bat uh, Spider Man, and yeah, there fighting he is Miles in the Morales. Yeah, that there he is in the previews, and yeah. you know the twenty the, the two thousand ninety nine Spider Man was always an interesting book and an interesting character. It just that when Marvel tried to do the twenty the twenty ninety nine universe, it just never seemed to take off the way they would like it to. Um, will you be sad if there's no Spider Ham? I kind of will. Yeah, kind of want Spider Ham. Out of I all the Spider Mans that come back, I mean, we can do without like Nicolas Cage and Spider Noir and uh, the Japanese one. Yeah, I could do without the yeah. J- J- Japanation Spider Man yeah. thing. Penny um, Penny Parker was it her name? Was yeah, her name? something like that. Yeah. I'm glad that um, Gwen's back. So Spider Gwen, the yep. Hmm? So yeah, that looks awesome. That was that was unexpected. That was awesome. That looks great. Uh, there's some sort of boys uh, animated offshoot that's coming out, and it's going to go to Amazon, Amazon, just like the series. Yeah, some animated mm-hmm. thing called Diabolical. I don't know nearly enough about it, so I can't speak on it. Um, speaking of animated, so it looks like DC is greenlighting. A Metal Man animated, um, and it, I guess it's being produced by the people who did like a, a whole lot of great animation. So good for them. Um, that mm-hmm. works. Okay. Um, by the time this airs, um, I can say this now, but season, the final season of Expanse is this week. Hmm. Season six. Um, Are you up to date? I am. Okay. Um, my understanding is, my understanding is, is that um, there's only six episodes. I don't know how long they are, but there's only six episodes in the last season. I'm curious if they're coming out in a bunch or if they're going to come out once a week. Once a week, yeah. I might, God, I might. not once a week. That but then again, it guess. depends on how long they are. Well, depends maybe it's how long just they an are. hour. If they're doing, if they're doing. Um... I prefer Last once a week. Last episodes are probably going to be longer. I prefer once a week. So now I say something that Mike's not going to like. <laughs> What's that? The Expanse is the best science fiction show. It's a better science fiction show today than anything Star Trek's putting out. Yeah, I've been told I should check it out. I, 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 the, cannot, the ex- I cannot pass judgment on it because I haven't watched it. But I've heard it's the good. Expanse? I have friends. I have multiple friends who have watched it, including you. I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll get around to it. I'm not. The Expanse uh, is everything that Star Trek. Expanse is a lot of stuff that Star Trek is should be doing, but it's not. No, but it's still, not Star Trek. No, I've got now. I have multiple episodes of season four Discovery sitting in the queue waiting for me, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in a hurry. I'll. I'll... That's unfortunate. I mean, seriously, and and I don't mean that to to. Like, I mean, there's a couple of good characters on it, like, but but the but the main character is not one of them, and that's unfortunate. I just well, and I've noticed this too because it seems like this series is not written 
for the Star Trek fan who's been a longtime Star Trek fan. This series is written for Star Trek fans who they're trying to get new Star Trek fans. Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with and, that. And that's unfortunate because but, really in reality, I don't But a show that is written for Star Trek fans is Lower Decks. And I know a lot of people who hate Lower Decks because they don't like the animated style or they don't like the type of humor. But I like the little Easter eggs in it and the characters I'm, are interesting to me. And I just turn, I, I, I enjoy it just for the entertainment value. I don't see any, well, real, like, you know, it's canon or it's not canon or whatever. I just find it amusing and I enjoy it for on the surface. But if there's one show that I'm really looking forward to, and I've said it here multiple times, I'm just waiting on the Captain Pike show next year. My understanding, no, I have somebody who's told me that the, um, the kids show, the Nickelodeon kids show. The is, Prodigy. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, heard. Prodigy. I've seen rushes on that. That seems interesting to me. I know some people who've watched it who are adults and they've said it was good. All right. That's another so, one I'm like, eh. Well, I, well, I found I out Janeway was a hologram on the show. So, that's kind I of don't funny. know. That's kind of cute. Eh, well, um, I'll, like I said, it's one other thing I might check out. Mike, Mike's having the same reaction I have when anybody talks about about the Titans cartoon. Yeah, well, maybe I'll no, I did fall I down. A, I did fall down a rabbit hole a few uh, Young Justice ones um, uh, episodes. And what at, what season are you in? Uh, no, I'm nowhere. I'm just watching clips. You know, just jumping around. Oh, okay. I just like the one scene where they're they're recruiting. They're they're voting to bring new members in, and like one guy's like, uh, should Captain Marvel stay a member because he lied about being a kid and this exchange between Wonder Woman and Batman because Batman is for it and Wonder Woman's against it. And she's like, yeah, you would because you brought in Robin at the age of nine. But great exchange on that show. That is well-written, actually, from the clips yeah. I watched. Young Justice is great. And that's one thing They're I'd really on. like to start. There's other shows I want to watch from the beginning and I don't have the time or patience for. This season so far of Young Justice has been interesting. There's been two arcs so far one has been one has been on mars and it's been it's been beast boy um connor kent superboy mm -hmm. and the martian man and, and miss martian and the martian manhunter's kind of in there and superman's kind of in there because connor and miss martian are supposed to be getting married Okay. And I don't want to. I don't, and I don't want to spoil anything. If you're planning on watching, yeah, I'm planning on it. Um, Maybe I'll just jump into I, season four, like I did with the uh, Yellowstone. I jumped into season three, and mm. you know, there's things that are happening in season one and two that I don't that they're bringing right. up, but I haven't known. Did but they did uh, like to like like the girl that uh, Casey saw when they were mm -hmm. asking about the missing horses? Was that that the chick that he was talking to? Was she from a previous episode? Yeah, but I can't remember. Okay. I mean, it's been so long since I've I watched mean, the so earlier seasons. Yeah. I watched the earlier seasons. Uh, it's like, and I hate to say okay. it, thanks to the pandemic, it's not like you know, you know, seasons were coming out regularly at a certain point. So, no. like, I have I've had the same problem with Succession a couple times where it's like, oh yeah, they're bringing yeah, up that one yeah. thing from you know three yeah. years ago now. <laughs> like for except, like for example, like at the end of the, like the last episode, the previous episode of. Yellowstone, where the girl walks out with the baby, and I'm like, oh, yeah, 
I forgot he's got a baby. That there's a baby and, mm-hmm. the, and there was the other girl. And I forgot oh. all about it because I was like, that's so not been a so part of his character fulfilled. for a while. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but the second arc of, of Young Justice this year mm-hmm. is basically it's Cheshire, um, Artemis, um, it's. Um, it's ironically, it's Batgirl, but it's more Cassandra Cain Batgirl. Not Barbara Gordon. Well, she's in it too. But is she Oracle? She's Oracle. Oh, okay. But and I'll tell you now that the name they've given to Sandra Cain is Orphan, not Batgirl. But the outfit looks like the back her Batgirl outfit. Um, and then um, I'm trying to think of who else is in that app. Who else is in that grouping? But that's the second story. It's like Cheshire and and Orphan and Oracle and um, you, you get the idea. And and it's it's they're dealing with like Lily Shiva and Vandal Savage. So that's the other arc. And now I don't know where we're going in this last one. If there's anything in the next couple, where we're going next. Um, there are certain characters we haven't seen much of so far in season four. Um, we haven't seen a lot of Nightwing. We haven't seen a lot of, um, there's some other characters we haven't seen a lot of at all yeah. in this season. Hmm. So we'll see. We'll see if we, uh, we'll see if any of that changes. Good. Are uh, there any other, any other news worthy tidbits to discuss? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't, you know, um, I know I'm doing some gaming on Saturday. Virtual? So that. Yeah. Still virtual? Yep. Is that your long-term plan or you, maybe like in the spring, maybe, uh, you might uh, start, uh, seeing, uh, going to actual events. I, uh, oh I yeah. Know. C2E2 is this weekend. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. yeah. You know There's anybody who's going? Guests. There's some interesting guests. Um, Do you know anybody who's going? Yeah. Um, John Suntress is going. Okay. Uh, Suntress is going. He's going down there. And then, obviously, Art and Franco are going because they're going to be an artist alley. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't know. It's funny. If I wasn't gaming, I'd consider it. But I got to work this weekend. I am gaming, and I'm like, eh, I'd rather game. Mm. Um, but uh, I think Hayden Christensen is in town for it. Wow. Um, oh, please, I somebody, can't remember. somebody needs to cosplay as Anik as uh, Jar Jar. Just follow him around. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that that would be kind of funny. Um, <laughs> that would be kind of funny. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's about it. Okay. So, what, short, you know, Ivan, what about week? you? Ivan, yeah, Ivan is uh, spinning. Are you spinning this weekend and next weekend? I'm spinning this weekend. I'm sorry. Speak up. Hold on. I'll be right there. Get closer. Is this good enough? Yeah, that's great. All right, great. Yeah. You sound great, Ivan. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. 
Yes, it just brings everything together when I... I said, yes, it certainly does. Sibilance. Mm, Sibilance. <laughs> so where, where are you playing this week? Okay, I'm uh, I'm gonna be at uh, syphilis. Gonna... <laughs> uh, not syphilis. Yeah, those that'll blur your nipples. Yeah, the Amish nipples and smear the Amish nipples. <laughs> <laughs> uh, working over at Coles on a, on a, on a Sunday, uh, you know, doing the ten to two shift. And uh, that uh, 2663 uh, North Milwaukee, uh, make your way on down for, uh, you know, a great dive bar experience because that's what you're getting. And uh, let's see. Will you be uh, singing syphilis? It even hurts the pit. Syphilis, it started with a simple kiss. Syphilis isn't painless. Syphilis song. Syphilis, it started with a simple kiss. Now it even hurts the piss. I believe in syphilis. Syphilis. Every time I pee, it hurts me this. Yes, I got myself some syphilis. Oh, how it burns. My syphilis. Grabbing the toilet tank while I pee and scream in pain. See you next week, everybody. I know when I pee, it just drives me insane. Syphilis. Okay, the best Beatles song there is. Huh? That's the best Beatles song ever. <laughs> That's why I went with it. <laughs> from yeah, watching I, three I, days I, of the Beatles from Get Back, I started singing uh, Let It Be as Cottage Cheese. Anyway, so Ivan, I, like I yes. said, where were you uh, this this week? Well, I'll be, like he says, I'll You're be at Coles. I'll be at Coles on Sundays, and I'll be uh, wear a sweater. Friday. I'll be at uh, Northern Soul Music Keep the Faith with John Don uh, Bonham and his group of uh, scallywags, miscreants, and uh, uh, inmates and stuff. We're going to have us fun over there. You'll fit right in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's, 8, that's 8 p.m. Uh, UK time, 2 p.m. Uh, you know, Central Standard Time. I'll be uh, spending for Northern Soul Keep the Faith, uh, and that'll be Friday. That'll be the 10th, I believe. And um, and then, yeah, and then I'm doing that. And then the following week, uh, the 19th, I'll be at uh, uh, Logan Arcade and uh, working my my shift for Sweet Soulful Sunday. And then the uh, Put Some Weight on It, Electric Jungle pop record pop-up will be happening that day, too. So come on down. Uh, could you imagine, West could you imagine if you had to be a British artist and all you ever had to hear was how much, how great... That that you'll never be as great as the Beatles. That's why there's half the population over there than here. They've killed themselves off. <laughs> I'm not. I, well, I wouldn't be shocked by that. <laughs> that explains their humor too. But yeah. I mean... <laughs> so so yeah. Uh, that being said, folks, uh, John, Mike, where can they find us? We're on Instagram and Twitter at SOTRT Podcast. We're on YouTube. Click the bell, subscribe, and you know when we got new content. Thank Follow you. us on our Facebook page, Squares Round Table Podcast, as well as Thank Ivan's uh, Jive and Ivan's Vibe Tribe. We got some little saucy over there. Uh, down, download this show on your usual podcast hosting platforms Google, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and of course, um, 
leave us a review on iTunes. We'd really like that too, if you want. And, Please. And email us at sotrtpodcast at gmail.com. Ivan is on twitch.tv at Java and Ivan. Jeff mm-hmm. is everywhere at Steinamite Productions, Instagrams, and the Twitters, and everything. And, and of course, uh, doing some stuff on Clubhouse now, too. I yeah, say. now you can thanks for everyone who's popped in tonight uh, to listen yes. in on Clubhouse. Please. So Ivan's on Clubhouse uh, in this Dynamite room as well, so yes. stay tuned for that. Of course, follow us on Facebook. That's the easiest way to get hold of us. So with that, yeah, done. Episode 176. 176, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here. And we got what? One more episode for the end of 2021, right? Yeah, unless you want to do a quickie on, like, the the 20th or something, just to do a quick review of Spider-Man, if you're going to see it on the weekend. Well, um, you know, a quickie would not be a bad idea. I could do a quickie. Maybe on the 20th we could do one more. Let me see yeah. what I'm what it's going to look like. If not, we could do a pop-up room some other night or something. Maybe. Yeah, or just, you yeah. know, something I could just, you know, a quick, you know, like a year-end special or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, here's something we could do for that. I mean, I could uh, do the uh, the Christmas show on Clubhouse, you know, before the uh, Squares of the Roundtable, you know, the one. Yeah, you do, do what you year. like on the in this dynamite room. So, that'd yeah, be great. so yeah. Well, so, not anything. Not anything. You know, close. Okay. Well, close. well, well, but but, but no, close. but I, well, no, I, I'm not a visual. I got you know, so that don't mean nothing. And nope. now we will sacrifice this life. The Armish blurred nipples will return. The Armish blurred messages. nipples will return. See you next week. I'm done.